Hey, welcome to episode number 34 of Red River Podcast. Uh, Parker Lang and me hanging out here with a return guest, um, Rick Jimenez from Extinction AD and uh, the cesspool. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of <laughs> and a lot of places um so you know we we were just talking real quick before we started um about the cesspool so for anyone who remembers i love stuff like this because it's such a diy thing to do you know what i'm saying yes. so like just explain what the cesspool is <clears throat> um our friend who a really close friend uh adam he was almost at the time like an unofficial member of uh subterfuge we had a million unofficial members. His family owned a business. They had an old abandoned house that they used as their office for years, and they stopped using it as the office, so it was just an abandoned house. So we are always looking for places to play shows because nobody would book any of our bands. So Adam is like, um, we used to play in Adam's uh, backyard all the time. <clears throat> so I guess his parents were sick of that. They're like, why don't you play in uh, that old house? So we, you know, cleaned out the basement of the house. Um, we cleaned out the kitchen to use it as a merch area and where where everybody gets in. <clears throat> there was a toilet in the uh, kitchen. So we, uh, I think we put like a cardboard over the toilet and did merch on that and like a table or something. So we cleaned out the basement. We would do shows there. Um, uh, this was the summer of 2000. I think, you know, through June... In July and August, we did, you know, maybe like two shows a month. We'd have between like four and like 15 people show up, you know. um, That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. They were pretty terrible. (laughs) So, um, you know, people wouldn't show up. Then eventually, you know, we wound up, well, we knew a couple of other bands, but like convincing them to come like all the way from Kings Park to Smithtown to play a show was like fucking hassle at the time. But eventually we got some bands to, you know, play aside from just like other Smithtown bands that nobody cared about. And um, we did shows essentially, you know, from summer 2000, 2000 through um, March 2001 was our last show. And um, by the time we did our last show, I think we had, uh, we wound up doing shows like two or three uh, a month. And it was like more and more people always showing up and the bands were getting, you know, bigger quote unquote. Um, the last show we did, we had 135 people pay yeah, in a awesome. basement that, you know, legally could probably fit like, you know, 30 and like by hardcore standards could probably fit like yeah. 60, 70. <laughs> so we had, um, I think it was the only show we charged people for. We charged $3 ahead. Was we it a touring band or just, um, just, just, it was uh subterfuge center zero domain. We, so we used to always play together those three bands. So we called ourselves the clash of the Titans. <laughs> it was obviously a joke nobody gave a shit you know we wound up doing shows there because like any any of the the real bookers I did that bunny ears quote shit um, would have nothing to do with any of our three bands so like fuck it we'll just play you know at, play in this basement and that's you know I, I love stuff like that it, yeah. it's just basically the essence of, of like it's hard to explain to other people that aren't a part of that why that's cool you know, to just basically take it upon yourself. It's like, oh, we need a place to play. It's like, you know, it's such a resourceful thing to do. It's super DIY, and I, I love shit like that. And when bands come through, like on tour, like I have a friend that, that has a house in, in Smithtown, same thing. It's like whenever bands come, they go there because it's a house. It's not a bar. Yeah. A bar, regardless, they're go- they're trying to make money because that's they're a business. You don't begrudge them for that. Right. 
So they they think about stuff like that for house. It's like, hey, it's like we're all hanging out. Everyone takes donations. So it's it's like a really cool thing to do, and and it's something that just keeps going. You know, that last show we had uh, Wrong the Oppressor from Buffalo play. So you know, we gave them all the. I, I'm pretty sure we gave them all the money. I don't yeah. remember ever making money in, in my life. Um, <laughs> but it was cool because, like I said, we couldn't get shows. Is that why your shirts from '92? Yeah, right. It's, I can't afford a new shirt. Um, you know, and I don't even mean like, of course, we couldn't get a show at Deja One or um, what else was even. You know, I I think it's Swing Set probably like Doctor Shays, Crawdaddies, you know, maybe even stuff like that, which is like you know, all the scrub bands were able to play Ground Zero and Doctor Shays mm-hmm. and all that shit, and like we would have a hard time doing that. You know, especially with uh, Cyber Shoes. You know, we were too hardcore for the punk kids and too punk for the hardcore kids and we're like fucking grow up you know we thought we were sick you know it was that kind of youthful arrogance yeah you know um so like yeah what you know we'll just do whatever we can and if it's cool people will show up which is not anywhere close to the way the music works but it was good that we went through it like that and we just kind of you know hey we're doing a show at a place you know like i said that could fit that many people we're gonna hand out 800 flyers you know, like I said, by the end, we had 135 people paid with three local bands that, you know, less than a year before, nobody cared about, nobody would book. Um, you know, by the time that we were, you know, March 2001, not like any of us were killing it, but, you know, Domain and Subterfuge and Center Zero could, you know, go and play and, like, kids would come to see us and mosh around and stuff. What did was, Jeff, was, what did Jeff, Jeff's Warsaw hair look like back then? Oh, it was, uh, <laughs> long and wavy. Cool. He was in that band domain. Was so, he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Domain was, um, you know, like the, the realest metal of the bands around that time. Like a lot of the bands, uh, the like shitty metalcore bands are like, oh, we're a metal band because they go, that shit. Where Domain was like a super heavy hardcore band that was like actually metal. Yeah. They, they, they were ripping, right? Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I just wanted to get that. I, I like to get, you know, I'm, I'm sure whoever listens, they're going to remember. Um, like I was telling him, I was talking to Brian Deneve yesterday on the other podcast and he brought it up. So. Shout out to that. Um, I thought it was really funny that the video that, you know, the Misfit video yes. for the last episode, like how serious is Danzig? Like as soon as that video comes up, like, you know, whatever um, whatever episodes we put up automatically go to YouTube and they saw a Misfits reunion. So I guess it automatically gets flagged and taken down. Definitely. I mean, I, I had that happen with another video. I can't remember which one it was. And I just changed the wording a little bit. You couldn't do it for this. <laughs> this is different. This seems different. <laughs> it was like instantly struck down by like the Danzig gods. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I'm like, what the fuck? Do we have to text the Northside Kings to see if they can help us? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I don't want to have to call them. Yeah, that's, what I'm that's funny. But uh, I don't have to fuck with it and try it. You know. Yeah. You know what's the funny? Title or something, but it's, it's just you can't even discuss seeing them live. That's how <laughs> tight it is. Well, because like the videos, <laughs> don't even like, think about it. Yo. I was like looking for those videos that people put up, and they were fucking gone. Yeah. Like they were all fucking gone. That one good clip was floating around for like twenty four. It was hours, like thirteen hours. minutes, <laughs> and I'm so glad I saw it because yeah. it, it was a good recording. But yeah, nowhere to be found. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Like that's fucking like I don't know some like, mafia shit, <laughs> Illuminati misfits <laughs> fucking skulls there you go fucking skulls I are think, real I think really what it is it's like Eddie Trunk did it well, Eddie <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
It's going to be replaced by UFO flag? videos. I flagged it. You heard the video, right? Yeah. What do yeah. you think of it? I mean, he, he is Eddie Trunk. Yeah. You know, he knows a little bit about what he knows about. Of course. We get it. You're in a band. You can't really. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, man. Are you positioned? (laughs) There is no chance Eddie Trunk or anybody else will ever pay attention to anything I do musically. Get Michael Schenker in your band. Yeah, that that would that would work, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, he just said his thing, and and like it's today. George texted me, uh, uh, Reynolds. And uh, he's like, yeah, you guys really hate Eddie Trunk because he was listening to the episode. (laughs) And I was like, not really. It was just like it bothered me because it just it's almost like me sitting here talking about like it's like, you know what? I don't like the opera. Mm -hmm. I don't like the opera. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to fucking be baffled as to how people go see it and have no idea. Well, not only that, you would have to say the only reason people do go see it is because, you know, the Phantom of the Opera mask. Yeah. Yeah, right. you know it, it's essentially the same argument he took. He yeah. should just you know? speak on what he knows. Play U- your position. UFO. <laughs> Any band that you know from the eighties. Striper. Kiss. He's Is a he huge a big Kiss striper guy. Fan? Brand new T-shirts of old bands. Yeah, he's quick uh, to tell you how episode. what good friends he is with everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Free leave his house. Wedding. I'm like really tight with the guy from Jet Deal. Boy. Just <laughs> <laughs> cool. hanging out with Mark Tureen. Mark yeah. with a Q the other night. But if you want to talk about the internet. Yeah. What's making me crazy is the the opposite of that is this whole no effects thing. Okay. So there's been like comparisons of the two, Roseanne, which is like Roseanne and which no is like the, the dumbest comparison I've ever heard in my entire life. This has been driving me nuts. This whole like people's reaction to it. like so. First off, the only people I've se- the majority of the people I've seen even comment about the no effects thing are people that like were almost looking to be like I've never liked that band ever anyway. So it's like, so then why are you bothered why by Why do you it? care? But not only that. I don't, I've never liked them. I hate them. And I don't to me like the, them and I haven't t- made a statement on this. I don't exactly. Know. <laughs> that's the whole thing. No one asked me. Like, it's like when like a celebrity dies and they, like you're watching like the channel two, whatever that E net, I don't know. What is that? Insider show right. or something. And they're like, oh, listen, what do you think about this fucking person that died? You don't know. It's like, oh, it's very sad. It's very sad. <laughs> like, you know, I don't even know what the hell happened. Because since, since I don't like them, I didn't even fucking click on well, anything. Well, so. Rick's going to tell you. Yeah. I First off, I actually They're love, one of your favorites. I, I love yeah, No I know that you yeah. um, I love that when they first started, they were just like, you know, stupid hardcore band. And they became a stupid punk band. They make dumb jokes that I think are funny. And some that are just like, well, that, that is a dumb joke that I don't give a shit about. You yeah. know, like in the 80s, don't, you know, don't drink and drive. You'll spill your drink. Like, oh, Al Bundy jo- humor. Mm. Like, all right, yeah. cool. Um, and then... You know, eventually they're like, you know what? We're like this band. We should actually take a bit more of a stance and like say something important, but we'll still be funny too. So I appreciate that because I, you know, I don't think bands need to be so lyrically one dimensional. I mean, my band's lyrically one dimensional, but I mean, they're like, oh, we're going to have this funny song that's like stupid. And then we're going to write a 20 minute song about how the world is falling, falling to shit. Even I know the decline. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like one of my favorite pieces of music ever. So anyway, you know, they, they play that balance, but at the same time, there's still no effects. They're like a, you know, a stupid punk band. Um, so a stupid punk band, like no effects, if you know anything about them, like um, they were playing Vegas and they made mention of how, the, you know, that mass shooting was that last year in Vegas. Um, and they're like, oh, well, you know, at least it was all country fans. Hmm. So and then people are up in arms. OK, is it a good joke? That's up to people's opinions. Because it's like, um, 
Yeah, because it bothers everyone in a different way. Like to me, like I would have heard of, I would have been like, ooh, and then I would have moved on with my life. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it take it for what it is. It's no effects making that joke. It's it's like a fucking if a comedian goes on stage in Vegas and says the same exact thing, like you're gonna be like, oh well, it was a joke. I either really thought that joke was funny or like, oh, I didn't really like that joke. But the internet goes crazy, Mm -hmm. and it's funny because like I was saying, I drive for my job now, so this is what I equated this to today. And I hope people are bummed about this or realize how like big of like fucking wimpy whiny losers they are. Going on the internet and complaining about that joke is walking around in your neighborhood and telling all the cars driving, no matter how fast they're going, slow down, slow down. What kind of fucking loser tells cars that, like, come on. So then you got to think about this in the context of, like, punk. Like, punk is the last thing that entered my mind during this. Mm -hmm. Like, people equated it to, to me, like, I'm just thinking, like, a live band and he said something, and I just, I don't know, I, I'm what, so busy, like, I don't care, <laughs> like, I'm just like... <laughs> the reason why I bring up the punk thing is because everybody is uh, so, so sensitive. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's not even a fine line. There's, like, things that, like, common sense, be sensitive about this, and then things that common sense, to me, at least, that are like, well... You can be sensitive towards this, but that doesn't mean you need to let everybody else know you're sensitive about this because it's just so obviously a joke. Right. Um, I respect it for this fact. It to me, it, something like this comes down to like almost like religion. Okay, like okay, you want to believe in something? I think you're fucking nuts for giving a shit. But I'm gonna look at it and be like, okay, if you want to be outraged or you want to be angry, fine. Why do you need to just basically bash everything out? If 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 that joke bothered you so much, then just be like, okay, the joke bothered me. Like, why do you need to spread it and tell everyone that these that they because need to lose? Those people want to make it about them. Oh, always like, look at me. I'm upset about this. Same yeah. thing. Everyone every time, should feel like I do about this. every time a celebrity dies. Mm-hmm. Like people have to give their life's history about that celebrity. Like. Are you really mourning this celebrity? I hope which, you're not talking about Lemmy, because I got a little... Pe- dude, <laughs> pe- people can mourn celebrities. Don't get me wrong. You know, um, I've mourned celebrities. Um, <laughs> you know, when the Ultimate Warrior died, I was oh, bummed. fuck, yeah. dude. But, you know... <laughs> oh, shit. Didn't we do... Like, I said something on Facebook, and it bothered you. About the Ultimate Warrior? I said something... It might have been like a joke thing. So I said... I wish that the Ultimate Warrior was dead after he beat Hogan, and it finally came true. <laughs> There's no way that that bothered me. <laughs> okay, no, no. Maybe, maybe you just like wrote something, That's and funny. and it was like back and forth, and I was like, holy shit! I'm like, I think I just pissed off Rick because, like, you know, like you, to, the line, you know what yeah. it is when you don't right. like when I, not that I don't like wrestling, it's just not my thing. So I could make jokes like that. It bothered yeah. me when my wife fucking woke me up and told me. Yeah. That fucking bothered me. It's like 11 o'clock at night. She's like, hey. Hey. She, she's hey, like, asshole. let me ruin this guy's yeah. night. Hey, asshole, I think get she up, said. She's like, the ultimate warrior died. And of course, I'm just like, what? Fucking go fuck yourself. You fucking, and then I wake up the next day and the fucking guy's dead. Wow. See, I, I think, I, think I used like a funny. sick day for like work and just like cried the whole day. Like, <laughs> I forget exactly what I said in the back and forth. And stuff, but uh, maybe it was just- I would like to think that anything we wrote was like, that's funny. Here's something funny. Here's 
something funny. I just feel like the internet is for information or humor. Yeah. Um, you know what? I I like actually had to write some things out because you know I'll do that because I write lyrics and shit. So sometimes things will turn to things. Good. Like, I need you to finalize. Like I'm I'm <laughs> I've been trying to finalize lyrics for the last few right. months. Shit. But, phone um, a friend. Phone a Rick. Everything be like. <laughs> Everybody wants to play morality police. Oh, of course. And like, you know, the whole fucking... Uh, Absolutely. Like, everyone gets on their soapbox on the internet as if like, if I just write this, I'm doing something. Where it's like, you are not. Capital U, lowercase r, <laughs> capital N, zero, plus sign. You're not doing shit. Like, and all these like fucking hashtags and shit and you know what buns me out about this when someone takes a stance against something real and then they take a stance on bullshit and then more bullshit it's like well now you're making you're you're ruining the stance that actually does mean something and i've seen several people do that where they've written stuff about a b and c which is like i back that i totally back that with you here well you're you just want to complain about something uh you're really bummed that some, that no effects a fucking comedy band made a joke about country fans getting shot. Come on, especially like, you know, I like to think certain things I'm I'm sensitive to, or I'm least sensitive towards people's sensitivity to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is like the shittiest thing in the world to say, but um, also as like, you know, f- first and foremost, you know, I'm like a fucking punk guy, so like. Making a joke about killing country fans is fucking funny. Yeah. Like, grow up. I know people. Like, what that, the fuck ever happened I, to like? I know people that made that joke the day of, like the minute yeah. after it happened. Anything that happens, there's a meme about like it, like five, Jerry ten Jerry seconds Smith later. Somebody's like, boom. Jerry Smith <laughs> probably made a meme about it and yeah. sent it to like like you know. The private message world is the cesspool. <laughs> like I can only imagine, you know. And 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 I feel bad because some people that I'm that I really like as people were bothered by it or something. But in my head, I'm just thinking like, you I know, just what? think you got to stop and be like, yeah. are you really bothered? Like, that's like, that's the thing. Are you actually really? bothered by it or like this really? Are, are you just trying day? to take a stance? And right. and don't get me wrong. Like it's I, I was defending the joke. But I'm kind of playing devil's advocate because – so something else I, I thought about is the society that we live in is already so reactionary. The left says something, so the right goes the complete opposite and vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's guilty of it and it perpetuates itself. So for it to even get that far that like this is a thing, like it's a fucking jo- – I can't even think of something else that is more obviously – a joke and I swear to God because I actually thought about it because I knew this was going to come up and I was thinking I was like alright that's not funny like tell me a joke that's funny and then I tried to think of like well what's a joke what's a joke and I couldn't even come up with anything like what's more blatantly a joke you know anything I'm coming with is like some dumb shit like the chicken and you know like that joke sucks I mean the news cycle though is I mean in two days somebody else is gonna do some dumb yeah. shit and no one's gonna talk about no effects. That well, just it never happened. Yeah. It's like boom. Yeah, well, like, with the, the like ro- from Roseanne to that. A- and, exactly. You know, you but, know and, and to me, I don't know, I'm not saying what either of them did was right or wrong because I don't to me I'm just thinking like I just don't care. Like you think they're like the world is just the way it is it's right. just like now everyone's like you know what every, every it's like the planet is one big yelp 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. It's like, oh, you know what? I got to complain about this show because he said something that I don't agree with. And, right. you know, and then I, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it, it hits me like religion where it's like some, you know, I respect someone's, um, reaction to it, but it doesn't mean like, I'm not, like, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to look at you like you're fucking nuts behind your back. Cause I, you're like, I'm really upset over this. I'm like, I know definitely. And then when you turn around you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this? <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. The, Jesus Christ is real. I'm with you. <laughs> the thing is, uh, something like, oh, Roseanne's show, and what's well, not even the show? It's what she wrote on what the, she wrote the on internet, Twitter. and what she write like stupid. That's a dumb thing stupid. to write, yeah. especially no matter what. But especially if you're a celebrity, you know you can get slack for it mm. or uh, crap for it. But either way, um, do I think her? Not that anyone cares, but do I think her show should have been canceled because of it? Honestly, I I don't really know. But the thing is. Just because, you know, some of us may not agree with something doesn't always mean it shouldn't be allowed to be said. You know, and it's it's a slippery slope where it's like, wait a minute. And don't get me wrong. Like, oh, well, if you say some racist bullshit, your show's going to get canceled. To me, that's a proper consequence. Um, but when does it get to be a little less where it's like, well, I didn't say anything racist. But like, you know, our show is just very, you know, Trump style. And, you know, just say the trend of the media within that week is, oh, no, we can't have anything on TV that's Trump style. And (laughs) or vice versa. Something is like ultra, ultra left where it's like, you know, this show is nothing but multiracial gay couples. (laughs) And somebody else is like, it's like gay cowboys eating pudding. (laughs) Hey, I I don't I don't like that show. Get that shit off. And then they take it off because that guy's offended. Like. You can't keep – it's a slippery slope, it, you know, so sometimes yeah. you have to Listen, defend the bad because that's just – that's bo- what's right. supposed to be what the Free country is, is, is about. Yeah. And the bottom line for, for networks like that is money. Well, money, of course. Money, of course. it's a business. So for them, well, they're thinking – what's the number one rated show, right? No, but they're looking and they're thinking like what's the backlash going to be? Like, Is, it is worth the backlash it? Right. worth it? These people want Roseanne's head. And we want their dollar. So it's like, let me give you Roseanne's head. And then everyone's like, okay, hey, you know, we'll, we'll just get another show. We'll put a reality show like, on. Even if 10% is angry and they right. want Roseanne's head, that's going to be the loudest 10%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be like, okay, well, you know what? Fuck, we, we have to fold to this. And that's just the way it is. But mm-hmm. to me, you know, and I'm just a nobody on the planet. I just, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Like, Roseanne said what she said. That's fine. You know, like, listen, Roseanne's going to be okay. Her life is going to be just fucking fine. Dude, could you imagine if there was Twitter in the 80s? No. Oh, uh, what she would have said, forget about it. What, what anybody would have said. said. Oh, you know, no, so nobody would have a career ever. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, but just kind of, you know. They're all up on coke, They're tweeting at 2 in the morning. Yeah. Could you age. imagine Ted Danson's Twitter in 1985? No. <laughs> could you imagine, like, awesome. Frank Sinatra? Like in the 50s. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So I'm not saying like, you know, people should get away a with it. there somewhere. You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's just, and it's impossible because no one's going to listen because the more people, if there's 10 people, there's going to be 10 different opinions and, and you add another 10, it's just no, it's just always going to be fractured. But geez, if everyone could just kind of like sit back for a minute and be like, 
you know, like, uh, why am I so angry at this? Like, yeah. you know, because people just rile shit up. It's like, you believe what this motherfucker just said? It's like, wait, what? It's like, yo, he like, and then you play telephone. And from there, you're like on on, on social media and you're sharing shit. You don't even know. It's like, yeah. okay, I did my good deed for the day. It's fucking big I did, problem. My, did yeah. my good deed for the day. It's like it's police like, academy. That guy, you know, throws the apple, hits the guy in the head. Then that guy punches the next guy. Then there's a fucking full, <laughs> then there's a fucking full scale riot going on. I was like, I don't know where he's going with this, yeah. but it was good. Yeah. I'm glad I followed you there. Yeah, that is very true. Nice. I always right. thought Police Academy Five. Oh, that's my favorite one. Is it really? That's the one with um, Lassard's nephew, it's Dork. Dork. Dork, Captain Dork, yeah. Interesting. Isn't that weird? And it's not on Netflix or anything. Yeah. Is it because Gutenberg left or something like? It's probably just the one that I saw the most when I was a kid. Miami, it's what is it? Police Academy, something Miami. Uh, They're driving on in the swamp I'm and everything. Very bad with so it, was, it was the first. You guys one. know no, the way first more than operation. I do. What the hell was it called? No, the, the first one was just Police, Police Academy. Academy. The second was back in action. Right. And then citizens on back patrol. in training. Oh, it was okay. three. Um, no, citizens. second was first assignment. Oh, maybe first yeah. assignment. Citizen on patrol. Back was in four. training, four citizens on patrol. Five yeah. was yeah assignment Miami Beach. Yeah. Six wow. was city right. under siege. And seven, seven was, was mission mission to Moscow. Holy <laughs> fuck, they got that high. Yo, yeah. you, <laughs> wow. I think I, I you checked know, out. I yeah. think by six, six I, was bad. I was getting older, <laughs> yeah. and they could no longer fool me. <laughs> you know, five, they snuck in, and I was still young enough. Michael would, Winslow was still there the yeah. whole time, right? Yeah, I'm like, Had oh, you be. could, I'm like, wow, look at look at this guy with his noise. And to me, I was a Tackleberry guy. Tackleberry was, <laughs> oh, yeah. he was my guy. Playing the sax in the first one when the chicks started taking their uh, tops off. And, uh, was oh, the sax, and he uh, was playing an air sax because uh, he wasn't even hitting the notes yeah. the right way. Why would they give him a sax of all fucking things, like? I think jo I think Jones was playing like an air. Uh, right he was playing a racket. Yeah, the racket racket. he was playing. And if you, um, somebody sent me a picture recently because we were having a police academy discussion. <laughs> <via text. laughs> yeah, that went well. <laughs> so somebody sent me a picture of uh, Callahan, and when she she dips in the water, you can see her her titties. Oh and yeah, her nipples. yeah, yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh -huh. fucking amazing. Because uh -huh. he asked, he said he wanted to do a poll on on Red River. And it was either Kim Cattrall or, or Callahan. Hmm. And I'm Callahan. Callahan I went Kim Cattrall. And, and Kim Cattrall was my original, you know, top three. You know, it was her, yeah. Leah Thompson, and uh, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Jennifer, <laughs> yeah. Jennifer, Career opportunities, no. Jennifer Connelly. Right Connelly. Jennifer Connelly yeah. in Requiem for a Dream is the hottest. Ass to ass. She had a bush sticking out in the scenes. Like, she was fucking, she's hot. She was the hottest there. Career opportunities, that's fine. Labyrinth is just That weird. movie was so depressing to me. Like, I could barely find her attractiveness. <laughs> well, here's the I thing. I mean, I saw it, but it was so disturbing. It was disturbing, but you saw Bush. <laughs> you know? And, like, I was Re like, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Pan down. There. And then at the end, they were going ass to Hair ass. Pie. <laughs> just got, this episode just got raunchy, man. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Weird free speech, police academy, <laughs> yeah. Easterbrook, Bush. <laughs> Boom. Yo, let, let, let's talk about uh, Extinction AD. So what's going on? Yeah. You guys released uh, uh, Decimation Treaty? Yeah, that was in... Because um... when when you were in, man, we, we, we fucking talked a lot of shit, and we, <laughs> I think we we spent like 10 minutes on it's Extinction. Four-part four episode. We had no that's, idea. That's my fault, We man. had no I'm idea. No, believe me. No, it was fun, it was, it was the fact that we're like, oh, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. We're like, this is so cool. We're like, we were well, enjoying ourselves. 
Why don't you tell us? Start at, start at age five, please. <laughs> <laughs> that record release was What's a your blast. First memory? You know? That was, <laughs> What's that was your a great lineup. Memory? Oh, that was a good show. That was, that was, show. That was very surprising. Carcosa, to me. King of the Ring. I had a blast for King of the Ring, um, man. That was so much fun. We were nervous about doing a record release show because it's Long Island, so people don't actually like music. They like, you know, it is like hanging out and calling their group of friends oh, a yeah. fucking subculture. Yep. It is. It is like a. It could be like an ego blast. It's like, all right, we're gonna do a record release, and like ten people show up, and you're like, oh. we kidding, were guys. we no. were expecting, like we you know talked about practice, like how many people you think are gonna be here. <laughs> So the average, con- the consensus no. was forty-five people. Oh, that's not bad, yes. Um, and we had over a hundred paid. Yeah, so nice. blew awesome. my mind. Blew my mind. Yeah. You know, we had great support. Um, all the locals, you know, promoted, and you know, whenever we play and we have locals, we'll be like, you know, would you be cool with not playing for like a month and a half before and not announcing anything after until after the show? Yeah. So if we have you know four openers. You know, hopefully two of them will actually, you know, follow the rules instead yeah, of, of one of them being like, well, we got offered this show and this other show and we couldn't say no. It's like, you can do a lot of things. Anyway, um, we put out the record in February, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Decimation Treaty came out. Um, we went on tour with Darkest Hour for a little while. Oh, yeah. Good uh, time right Did there. they start playing again? Because I feel like they went away, right? No, they never stopped. Really? They, wow. They're one of those bands everybody always thinks that. About them, and not only did they never stop, they never put out a bad record. No, <laughs> that put, new lineup is insane. That new yes. drummer is oh yeah, fucking he's, legit, he's, he's a beast. Man. He is legit. Yeah. That guy. Um, they had some records that were better than others, mm-hmm. but um, they never put out a bad record. No. The last record they just put out is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we toured with them and Whores, that band Whores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that's another band, like a three piece, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool tour. Uh, we had a ton of fun, you know. It was a, you know, great tour for us. And how long was that those. tour? Um, just over a week. You know, okay. we did a couple of headliner shows, played a little over a week with the tour, and um, where'd you get some headliners? Go? I think, I think, <laughs> I think we went down the East Coast a bit. Okay, but I, I don't think we went to Florida. And I think, yeah, I think we went down the East Coast and back up through the Midwest a bit, if I remember correctly. And how was like the reception? To um, that? it was, it was good. You know, um. You know, it's not like the shows were huge, but the thing is, you know, we don't care. You know, especially like at our age or my age at least, like it's legit. If there are four people there, I can't believe four people care enough about what we're doing. I'm with you. That that's how you know, I feel. They're here. Um, I was very. I don't even want to say spoiled, um, but I, I, I just I took touring and playing music for granted for a long time. Uh, on a lot of different levels, like never so much that like, nah, this show isn't good enough. But like, you know, what it is during a lot of this is hell. It was, uh, it felt like almost every show was like, oh, is the band falling apart? You know, like, and not really the band, but just kind of, like, you know, I guess the scene we're playing in or whatever the fuck. Um, and we're all getting older, and nobody has any money, so it was like, and we weren't working for the most part, so like, there was too much pressure on everything. Um, it is like a test, you know. Like you, once you start hitting the road and you start oh, yeah. doing it for real, and like you said, you're not like <clears throat> you either have to tour full time or fucking get a job and play weekends. Like you know, Dan it, it's it's crazy yeah. because <clears throat> as far as I know, growing up, <clears throat> that's how it was, and um, this is how toured stupid amounts. Yep, you know, um, 
I don't know the exact number, but I'm pretty sure we played close to 1,200 shows. Wow. Um, and I guess we toured for, what, six years, yeah. seven years? So you're rich. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm loaded. <laughs> uh, um, Josh Trust Hill came through with that, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> it's crazy because now the bands that do well are the bands that don't tour all the time. And um, Well, Dan blew our mind when he w- gave us, like, the incendiary, you know, fucking itinerary. He was just like this. Just the, weekends. Yeah. Right? You know, because none of them wanted yeah. to lose their jobs. Weekend Warrior. Yeah. I know. And, you know, they're like one of the biggest bands in hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, how that all exactly works is foreign to me. Yeah. Um, good for them. You know, I'm glad that if anybody can make it work, it's five of my friends yeah. in a great band. Um, but that was never even like a realistic option to me. You know, um, and it's crazy because, like, from day one, I just drilled it into everyone I ever played music, you know, with their heads. Like, we're either going to do this or we're not going to do this. Like, if we're half-assing it, we need to make sure we know we're half-assing it because I'm going to do something else. Were you always that? Were you always the guy? Oh yeah, yeah. In this is hell, I wasn't always the guy. Um, I was a music guy, but I wasn't like the dude in the band. Travis was was that guy, but in all my other bands, I was that. uh, the workhorse, or you know, like the the business guy, yeah. or you know, business guy. But you know, Travis was that, and this is hell. So that was awesome. I didn't have to do that anymore, and that was also the most you know successful band. So maybe I wasn't good at it as it was, but either way, um, you know. But at this point, it's like, well, it's hard to do things full time because we're all so old, but we're still we're still trying. I guess you know, we we do our best, you know. <clears throat> but um. I don't even know where we were going. I don't know where you were going. Um, yeah, I was, I was going with you. <laughs> so you put out the record. Oh, so so anyway, you know, we put out the record in February. We did the tour at Darkest Hour. It was yeah, a ton of fun. When you came in, we weren't sure. You were like, oh, I don't know. We were writing some stuff. We don't know who's going to put the la- uh, the record out. All this other stuff. All right, shit. so we did the record with Good Fight. It was our second record with Good Fight. Um, you know, we had a, a new artist, um, this guy, uh, Greg Martinez, who was amazing. Um, we had this, like, I want to say it wasn't crazy to us. It was kind of like a stupid concept. We're like, who can do this? And we found this dude, and he like nailed it. Um, I don't know if it's like the half eagle, half yep. snake on a you know big uh, pile of skulls. Um, <laughs> I love the video too that you guys released. Yeah, that album. Right now, yeah. There you go. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we did the video before the tour with um, Anthony uh, Dragon Neck from Straight from the Path. Uh, <clears throat> put out the record. Went on tour, Darkest Hour. Oh, so that's what I was saying. In, you know, my late 30s, no matter how many people are there, I totally appreciate playing. And it, it's it's never a chore. Never a chore, you know, yeah. It's never like, oh, well, there's only four people. Like, oh, I'll just get up there and play. You know, it's like, nope. You know what? I can't believe four people are paying attention to what we're doing. And we're already here. The only thing we could do is have the best time. Yep. And if we have our best time, maybe they'll have the best time. Yeah, no, I, so, I, I could completely relate to that. That's like, it never feels like a chore. Like, you go, you fucking play, and anytime we get to play a show, I'm, I look around, I'm like, we're old, and we still fucking get to do this. Yeah. This is yeah. fucking awesome. So being able to do that with Darkest Hour, you know, on a real tour, which I mean sounds silly. No. Because it's like, oh, I mean, I'm not a real musician, but I, at this point in my life, I still like... You know, I play guitar and I write songs, but, like, I don't know if I really feel like I deserve to be allowed to go on tour and stuff. I know anybody could fucking go on tour. But um, it's, like, 
I value it more now than I ever did. So, you know, we played some couple of headliner shows and like these headliner shows were good for us, you know, it was like a bunch of people and people came to see us and this person seen us three times. Like, Oh, that's cool. So you see like the, the dots maybe connecting a little little bit, a little bit, you know, we're not fucking crushing it, but I mean, we're having a good time. So if we have a good time and 60 people show up to a show in Virginia beach and there's three locals and we're afraid everyone's going to leave before we play. Yeah. We don't feel like we're headlining. We feel like we're playing last. Of course. And then when we, that is true. When we play last, everyone sticks around and they, you know, especially because it's a metal show, you know, it's, you know, not any other type of show. We're about to play. People are up front, which is like, ah, that's like all I ever wanted. Yeah. You're about to play people up front. You don't have to hit a fucking E chord and, all right, come inside, <laughs> make the horseshoe, then maybe you could, you know, play karate when we play the slow part. We didn't even play <laughs> slow. Yeah. Um, I'm picturing everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we go from that. The Darkest Hour shows were awesome. We come home uh, and we do our record release show, yep. if I remember the chronology properly. And um, we spent a while getting this lineup together. I really wanted to play with Kings of the Ring, you know, because I thought that would have been sick. And I, they don't and, normally... And Kings ex- of the Ring explain is... Explain what they, they do, because I saw them, but it's pretty yeah. unique. It's so they are a wrestling entrance theme <laughs> tribute band. <laughs> so good. Um, Everybody so in the band original. is a character. It's awesome. Um, and they don't usually support. They headline and they play for two hours and they get wasted and really? they have fun and they do trivia and all this stuff. Where are they from? Long Island. Wow. And they yeah. play for that fucking long? Yeah. Wow. There's, a, there's a lot of entrance themes. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I really thought it would be cool to have them show up. Plus, because I'm such a fucking wrestling nerd, you know, we have a little bit of a wrestling crowd crossover. Do they do the Chief J Strongbow? Uh, I don't think he had an interest. <laughs> yeah, I think that was great. <laughs> huh? just kidding. But, um, I always have the name drop. <laughs> we had them and, and Carcosa and um, Me and Parker Thracian and <laughs> Enemy of the State. Wow. So um, Langan we, was too cool. <laughs> yeah. We had a great lineup and, you know, there was a lot of people there and we didn't feel like we were just playing last. Because on a like local we show, that, on shows, like, people are always... <laughs> That's the joke. Like whenever you play, you're like, oh, you know, you're like, oh, you're headlining, huh? Because <laughs> it's it never feels like you're headlining. It feels right? like you're playing last, and yeah. you're trying to convince people to please yeah. don't leave before we play. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have to do that, and yeah. it was so cool. And that, like, you know, historically, you know, aside from soldiers, no band I was and subterfuge, no band I was ever in did well on Long Island. Um, so that was like, I can't believe that this was a thing so like we are riding high and then it's always you know you're in a band what's next not just because you want to keep your momentum going but you know because touring is fun and everything else sucks also you guys are I can't think of another like maybe I I don't know but I can't think of another like thrash band from Long Island at the moment is Um, that band Accelerator yeah they're they're a thrash band you know Enemy of the State is awesome they're they're a thrash band Um, they played the record release show also but um, there's there's not a lot. There's not and a lot. Yeah. Th- there's not a lot that I know of. You know, I really hope I'm wrong. Is that good or bad? I I think it's a bummer. Yeah. You know, I wish there was more. So there was um, you know, you could make a scene and you, I can go to a show that I you know want to hear the bands as opposed to go to a show because I just want to hang out with people or feel like I should go. Um, which there are a few bands, but I mean for the most part, like just being real. There's not a lot of, like, Long Island bands I'm excited about right now. Um, you know, Enemy of the State is one of those bands. Um, playing, playing Dead, obviously. Oh, the uh, Grateful Dead tribute band. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. 
the Grateful Dead cover <laughs> band. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we were kind of stressing out, like, what the fuck are we going to do? We have nothing. Um, the label doesn't get you, like, tour? Every, you know, everyone's trying. We have a, um, a newer agent, you know, um, every... I don't, I don't want to say like a team because that sounds so fucking street corny. Team. But um, yeah, so we have the Victory Street team. Nice. No, um, you know we have uh, two guys that, at the label who are like they they're always looking to help us out. I, even saying that sounds lame. Like they they work. You know our agent works. Um, Travis, who's like our unofficial manager. Okay. Yeah. He he works harder than anybody. You know he's, he always looks like he's working. And I say that unofficially because it's like. That's what it, he does it because he likes to use the internet and, you know, talk to people and push the band, which is like, it's, it's so cool. I you never know, talked um, to him until recently. He like messaged me about something. And yeah, he's like, a cool, weird guy. Yeah. He's like, he's like, <laughs> you guys mentioned the old 97s on the podcast. And I was like, and we had like an hour long conversation. Oh, that's right up his alley. Yeah. Right, right up his tailpipe. <laughs> band um, in the tailpipe. So he's, like, he's helping you out. Yeah. So we have a, you know, a handful of people just like helping um so eventually you know we spent months and months like submitting for this tour and this tour and should we put together our own tour and all this shit how how does that work like how do you submit like you have to kind of find out who's putting together a tour like the havocs of the world yeah and like hey we want to do this tour and they're like that's full that's full that's full you know it's like you'd be well you i don't know if you would be surprised but um, it's quite high how many emails we get back. Tours full, tours full, tours yeah. full. It's like, fuck, man, that's a five-band tour in December. And we're talking in, like, you know, April. That tours full. Shitter's full. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we were, we were working on a bunch of things, and there's always these possibilities, and we had, you know, an A plan, a B plan, a C plan, a D plan. <clears throat> and um, thankfully, um, a few of those things worked out. So... You know, we're going back out again this summer with, um, with Havoc. Havoc, which is, dude, so we played our first show ever with Havoc. That was, we just met them at that show. Hey, Where are they from again? Colorado. Col- wow. So we played our first show There's with people them. people there? What happened? It's just people in Colorado. Really? I just never think of Colorado as like a real place. Oh, well, Denver. They have weed now. Oh, Denver the first weed. Thing happy people. A lot of happy people. <laughs> yeah. Hungry. So we played our, yeah, we played our first show um, just about two months after we started. And it was us and Havoc at St. Vitus. And that's it. Um, And it was like, you know, we go up there and we're playing and I'm talking about what the songs are about. And then I talk to David, the singer. He's like, dude, I feel like this about this. And, you know, uh, like ideal wise. No effect. Yeah. (laughs) Ideal wise, you know, we're we're very much on the same page. Okay. So he's like, that's sick. Like, we should play together more. I was like, well, this is our first show. And so they took us out on tour just as a like, hey, I told you that I wanted to take you guys out on tour. And like a year later, they're like, oh, we have this tour. It's like, we're fucking nobodies. And they took us out and it was like, you know, we get along really great, you know, both like when we have serious discussions and then when we're fucking around being assholes, like the two bands just mesh perfectly and musically obviously you know do you feel like it's important for like bands like that to like, <clears throat> even like a mid-level band right because they're not that popular but they're not not popular mm-hmm. to like help out uh, other bands because I, I would imagine like every every band on top has to like bring somebody up eventually that's the way it's supposed to be uh, especially coming from hardcore that's definitely the way it's supposed to be um, in this day and age that's not the way it works 
so for them to take us out the first time, which I think was only our third tour, and then they took us out again when they put out their last record, like, oh, we're doing our record release. We want to take you guys out again. I'm like, that's fucking sick. So the fact that they're taking us out a third time, and in that time, they've done a ton of touring with um, Megadeth. Yeah. They've, they've done um, some touring with Suicidal. Like, they've done <clears throat> bigger tours, so they're getting bigger and bigger. So the fact that they're kind of just, like, dragging us along is, like, in awesome. the, it, yeah. it, it doesn't, that doesn't happen. Right. You know, so the fact that, like, they're that good of friends and they believe in the band is, like, so flattering um because they're they're fucking awesome yeah. you know very they're good. so tight the last record's fucking great oh yeah yeah putting like an interesting spin on thrash instead of just like hey remember thrash and fucking you know neon and pizza you know they um, do like the neon <laughs> a lot of the 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 new breed of thrash like i love these bands and they're not just emulating what happened they're yeah really no, adding a new it twist feels on genuine. it genuine yeah, yeah yeah and they're great i mean you guys the stuff you're doing dust bolt there's, I mean, Warbringer. Always Toxic so Holocaust. Toxic Holocaust. Like, yeah. But I, I love that scene. Even know? like Gate Creeper I heard recently. Oh, yeah, band's cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot of fucking great fucking metal right now. Big time. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't heard the At The Gates album that you brought up the it's other good. day. But. It's good stuff. Um, <clears throat> so for, from there, like, you guys even hooked up with like Suicidal, right? Like, yeah. That's fucking awesome. So we actually, we got the Suicidal stuff. Uh, that was on the on the plate, and then it uh, came almost came through, fell apart. Almost came through, How does that fell apart. apart. Like you get, it's just kind of them sorting out who they're taking, who they're not taking, and um, you know, one band was going to do their own tour, and then this other band was going to do this tour, and all this, you know, it's a lot of back and forth. Or who's available, and all the money going around, and all this. shit. I just picture you and Mike Muir doing pull ups together. Is that going to happen? It's going to be funny, <laughs> us next to each other. Um, uh, but, you know, <clears throat> then it got to the point where, you know, we didn't know exactly what was going to go on. Havoc is like, well, we're doing a couple of shows up the Suicidal. You want to come with us to those shows? We're like, we do, but we can't just go all the way out to the West Coast to do a couple of shows and go back. So they're doing the Suicidal shows, and then Sick of It All does some of the Suicidal shows. And they're like, Havoc made a whole tour out of it. So they're like, you want to do the rest of the tour also? I'm like, well, we were in consideration for the suicidal shows. If we can get them the suicidal shows, then we can make the whole thing happen. And then at that point, like, oh, you're already touring with Havoc here and there, and they're doing that. Like, it's cool with everybody so long as it's cool with the band. And then awesome. apparently the band is, is cool with it. So then it's like, oh, well, f- fuck it. Well, we didn't announce show, all these shows yet, but we're doing headline shows out to the West Coast. Meet Headlining? Up. Yeah. Wow, that's... <laughs> That's that's a big deal. It will be playing last. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, but, you know, um, we'll do a bunch of shows out there, uh, meet up with Havoc, then the both of us meet up with Suicidal, and we play uh, four shows in Western Canada with Suicidal, then us and Havoc come back into the States and run around. So it sounds like a long, back. long trip. A little over a month. Nice. How do you how do you keep in shape to, like, how do you keep the voice in shape? How do you keep the fucking fingers in shape? My voice, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, you just have it. Sometimes I I don't know if you know if I can get past the first three days, I'm fine. If I get fucked up on the during the first three days, then I have a hard time. Do you take care of it? Like, do you go to bed early? Do you like drink shit? Um, water. You know, not as much as I should. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, I, I do my warm-ups. You know, um, there was for a while I stopped doing my warm-ups during Soldiers. I just didn't need it anymore. So then I was like, ah, fuck. But once we started doing Extinction, I was like, you know, I'm hitting some, like, shitty notes and stuff. So I started doing my warm-ups. There's some tours where I don't need to do it, and I'm fine. Other tours, I need to do it. Um, do you listen back at, like, you know, like Instagram clips or stuff like that, you know, just to make sure that everything sounds right? Or No. No? I, I never want to hear... I do that myself. I hate, like, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> I post shit it, and then like I listen back. I was like, oh, that fucking line was so flat. <laughs> I can't. Ugh. If other people post short videos, like an Instagram long video, yeah. I'll watch that. Um, whenever someone's like, "Oh, I recorded your set. You want it?" No, no, I right. I don't care. You know, um, because I'm always gonna do the best I can anyway. And I I already know if I fucked up or if I didn't, especially if the show is really good. At this point, I don't want to watch it back and be like, "Oh, maybe it wasn't as good." Because you're gonna. About it, that's yeah, what I would do. We like yeah. we played the Knitting Factory on Sunday, and I was like, "That was fucking awesome." And then I listened back to some of the clips, and I was like, "Sang flat there, sang flat there." Yeah, and in my head, gonna like, I'm just gonna pick critic, it apart. You know? <laughs> you know? You're gonna I, notice stuff that everyone else isn't gonna. L- of luckily, course, no one was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like I'll, I'll when we record when I'm demoing stuff. I'll make sure it's just, it's right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I I do my best. There's a couple of things where, like, certain songs I know I still have a hard time singing and playing at the same time. There's certain... some fucking really crazy guitar stuff. Like, I, I'm trying to think. What, what was the name of the video? Uh, Secret World. Yeah, that's the one right there. That one's got, like, the... It's a good first pick because it has, like, the most... I don't want to say accessible chorus... But it's got pretty. Oh, yeah, that's like a. It's, a it's, night, all, it's melodic. It's I, just, I remember the first time I heard that when the second chorus came in. Came in, I was like, I hope he doubles it, and you did. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh. It's a good I was like, double. That's so good, right there. Yeah, it's a good um, double. And uh, the other one is "Pray to Die." There's some like really good fucking wailing on that. The uh, first four songs, I think, flow like fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think. shitting on the rest of the album. No, but I just think the, the first four just flow. Right, you know, the, the just best. get rid of the other. Can yeah. you get rid of? Yeah. It should it should have been a seven inch. We'll do a seven inch. Yeah. I don't even know if it would have fit on a seven inch. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's fucking shredding on this fucking record completely. Oh, yeah. So I mean, our lead guitar player is like a whack job. You know, he's nuts. So that's what's this? What's the hardest song for you to sing and play? I want the know. the first one. The we, first one, or you know what? The hardest one to sing and play that we play is the first one. Okay. Um, it's that the first, well, the first vocal is like a super long scream. So what I wanted to do is, you know, the whole like angel of death thing, but I don't want to do the typical start high and then come low. Um, plus I wanted to make it longer. Um, so I was like, what if I'm going to start low and get higher and then come back down? Um, so that's like <laughs> super, super difficult to yeah. do. Even when we're recording it, you know, it's kind of like I see spots at the end of it. Yeah. Um, I know we, exactly what you mean. When we play it live, it's difficult. But then after that, and we open with the song. After that, the verse, it's the first, like, it's pitchy, you know? The first two notes are always like super difficult. But not only that, the the rhythm of what I'm playing on guitar, yeah. is, it's all like. And all down down strokes where it's like you, you, you get really into it too 
and and I find it for me whenever I get too into it because I'm I do this I'm a singer guitar player. Um, I fuck up like you know like I need to concentrate sometimes but like you're stomping around you're like punching the air I'm like <laughs> punching your guitar like nice. Doyle. Well, no that's what he, he's, he's fucking wiling out over yeah, there and he yeah. still catches like because it's very technical music like me I, I could play sloppy no one would even know you know so it's, sometimes you know you so, feel it some, well sometimes I'll write the lyric when I'm writing the lyrics I'll write it around the music not like Oh, so it sounds good over music, but like I know this is hard to play, so I pick and choose my spots of where I'm gonna sing. But sometimes when I do that, it sounds shitty, so I have to straight up ignore it. And like I wrote the guitar this way, now I'm gonna write the vocals this way, and I'll figure it out later. So that first song, I can I can do it, but it's very difficult. Um, the ninth song, I still haven't figured out how to sing and play at the same time, so we haven't been playing it, oh. which is a bummer because it's a song we want to play live. It's like so bad, but um. So for your headlining sets, like you have two albums, like it's just gonna be like a mix, like a half and half. Uh, no, no, that we're playing almost all of, of the new, the record? newer stuff. Yeah, the newer stuff is just so much better. Which I know everybody says that everyone when it's their does band, say that, uh, but, but I, um, I agree. This is one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, this is better. Like kind of across the board and even I just feel even like if people he, didn't agree we like this stuff better so I feel agree. like and that's all that really matters because you're fucking playing it yeah <laughs> um it just it sounds like you turned into the that band on this record like all the playing and stuff like that like it really fucking works um on Deci- decimation treaty right yeah yeah I don't know why I can't yeah th- there's there's a lot of things about it you know um a lot of the first album songs were written even way before the band was officially a I band. I remember, yeah, you said that. Um, in all actuality, the first two songs on this record were demoed after we were done tracking in the studio on my computer when we were recording our first 7-inch. We're always, like, ahead. You know, it's um, even now the record... Well, the record's been out for a couple months now. We have 16 more songs. Yeah, Holy shit. Always ahead. <clears throat> I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way, and I think what it is... For us, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but it's like because we, we aren't a real like we're not like we don't tour, so it's like by the time like we actually get in the studio, I already have another album because yeah. like it's like we're not you know we have to go to work, we have lives, and eventually it's like oh we'll go in the studio in July. So by that time, it's like oh right, I have this new batch of songs. So I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to basically play. The, the 10 songs that we are going to record and maybe go backwards and learn s- some more of the old catalog instead of like, seriously, we would make a record and by the time that record was, was done, it was old to us, we didn't even care. So we'd play like two old songs and then play all new songs and people yeah. would be like, I don't even know these songs. Bad, <laughs> yeah. Bad enough I'm here and you're playing shit we don't know. <laughs> you know? So. But, uh, but, so, m- what? Oh, I thought you said something. Uh, so moving forward, just more tours and stuff like that. And- so we have the whole summer uh, booked. <clears throat> um, we're working on stuff for the fall, which is like, for my real life, like really like the worst idea, but I just can't help it. You know, it's like, well, I need to make some money. I need to pay a bill. Um, <laughs> you know, thankfully, somehow I've always figured out something so far. Um, as far as like just paying that bill, just making it happen, making it you happen, know, uh, yeah. somehow or another. Um, but it's like, I even said to somebody like, uh, 
I don't remember what the situation was, but it's like, uh, I think it was, if you get this tour, like, or you could like keep doing this job, like, what are you going to do? It's like, I know I should just stick with this job. It makes more sense. And right now at, at that time, I was like, I'm, that's my plan. But it's like, I know I'm not going to do that. I can't say no. So you got a job that you want to stick with is what you're, is that? Oh no, I did have one. Okay. Okay. But I ruined I, it. I misunderstood. You know, um, playing music or like any type of like arts stuff like that is like it's like a blessing and a curse like if you you're so consumed by it that you know it's like uh, just picture me like i didn't my whole life was like about my band and my band did nothing <laughs> so that's that's how strong music is cuz to me i'm like i don't even care you know like we're we're writing music and this is what i love to do even like the podcast stuff it's like i do two of them so anything creatively that i could do to um make me forget about like a nine to five it's like all right yeah. nine to five it's like automatic i just go you guys give me a paycheck and whatever whatever so i need to stay creative and, and use the other part of your brain sometimes yeah yeah, yeah like i have to that's yeah. why it's just i don't i don't know i just need to stay busy me, me personally i'm i don't know if whether i want to use the word addicted or obsessed with use both I, I am both addicted and obsessed yeah, with feeling fulfilled. Yeah. And music fulfills me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nothing else does. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that that's why when it comes to like real life, you know, I'm going to be 38 this August and like 40, bro. my life is, is like fucking stupid. Yeah. And sometimes I'm so mad at it, but it's like, you know, I, I would not have ever made other decisions. The only other decisions I would have made which are different. I wouldn't have taken it for granted the way I did during a lot of this is hell. That's what you would tell young Rick. Yeah. But the thing is, I understand why I took things for granted then, you know? So on the other hand, I'm also, um, I'm, I'm very realistic. I think I lean towards being a pessimist, but at the same time, I cannot accept something, um, because that's the way, it is if I know it's supposed to be another way and it could possibly be another way, even though most likely it's never going to be that way. So, um, like I know to me, nine to fives are bullshit. I, the concept of money to me is bullshit. Yeah. I'm with you. Now I know that's the way the world works. Of course. I just don't want to buy in, but I, I do it. I, I buy in as little as yeah, humanly <laughs> possible. And I know that's kind of... I dip my toe. It's kind of stupid. And I know other people are like freak out about that. Like, how are you not going to, you know, have savings or not even that? Like, how are you going to pay this bill if you do? Like, I don't really know. You got a girlfriend, but, right? But yes. She she give you that shit too? You know what? She she does... She is like the perfect balance. Okay. You know where um every now and then you need a smack in the head. I know I do. Yeah, I mean but she understands the way my brain works a bit where it's like um it's not like I don't want to go to work. I I want to sit down. You know, it's it's like well going to work especially what I do now is like it's fucking dumb. And like but you got to make money. You got to do this like yes, but like it's so much better doing well not so much better but i i feel an actual fulfillment doing one thing and i feel like i want to fucking kill myself doing everything else and um i'm i'm so with you that's why i work when i'm at work like everything i do like i don't my like my job is so mechanical that i could yeah. fucking instagram fa- i could do 
emails, anything book double features, like everything <laughs> at work. Cause it's like, I'm like, I don't even, I'm not mentally at work. I'm physically at work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a rough balance, especially because, you know, my girlfriend has her shit together and, you know, she's way younger than I am. So it's like, I need to get my shit Me together. Too. But at the same time, it's like <laughs> younger and her shit together. So there's only so much I can actually do because it's it's almost like I can't fight my nature, you know, and I don't know if that's like like, oh, like you're like smart guy. You're like enlightened or if it's like you're a fucking stupid like, I can't tell. Sometimes I feel like I, that, kn- I know better. On that, we're going to take a break. All right. But um, all right, yeah, you're not an idiot. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know what you. you I think that was the last thing you said. So I'll edit it together. <laughs> hey, Rick, you're not an idiot. Thanks, there you man. go. We'll splice it sometimes. <laughs> um, it, uh, moving forward, I, I saw that you guys were playing Wildfest. This is hell. So how did that yeah. come about? Did Mike Bruno just ask you guys? Yeah, I mean, we've been asked on and off for years by different people. Like, hey, can you play this show? When are you gonna play again? Um. <clears throat> And up until recently, the main reason why we haven't played is I just didn't feel like it'd be fun. You know, we stopped playing actively because it stopped being fun. Um, like I was saying before, there was a combination of things. It was too much pressure because it was like all-encompassing of life. Um, even though the band was evolving, you know, outside of a hardcore, we were still like, you know, very much like people thought of us as a hardcore band. Um and I was very anxious to get out of that also. Um, did you, did it feel like what, just constraint? Like that you, like uh, people had an expectation of what you were supposed well, to sound like? Well, I mean, like? That, that's that's one thing. You know, we kind of change our sound a little bit every album. So every time, like we put out one album, people like it. We put out another album, people come to see us. They'd be bummed out because we don't sound like that anymore. And 
I don't want to say it was like we had, you know, we had four records, so we had four different groups of fans. I, would, I wouldn't go that far. But, um, I mean, some other pe- some people think we, like, alienated our fans every single record. Um, which, that's, I mean... That's pretty badass. We may or may not it. have done it, but it was just like, we wanted to write this album, then that one, and this, and this one. Um, whatever. So, the, the band just kind of stopped being fun. That's why I was like, you know, let's just chill out for a bit. We never broke up, but uh, this year, Mike was like, hey, what's the actual chance of... Uh, this is hell playing Wild Fest. Episode um, 15, Mike Bruno from Iron Cheek. Nice. So, so he, I was like, you know, I, we might be into it. He's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, let me just text everyone real quick. And then, you know, I think it was like a day later, we're like, yeah, fuck it, we'll do it. Wow. And it was just kind of like, <clears throat> oh, I didn't think that was like actually a chance. I was like, oh, se- seems like fun. That's the only, the only actual, like the thought that went into it. And everyone was just like, yeah. Well, all right, so this is the thing. Like I said, the, the band never broke up. I know some, like, promotions, like, oh, reunion. But, I mean, it's not a reunion. We never broke up. We stopped playing shows. Um, but we so much, in fact, didn't break up that we put out a new record a year and a half ago or two years ago at this point, or, you know, 2016. Um, May 16th, 2016, we put but out that, that what, record. What was the, the, the deal with that? I forgot. So, um... Our first EP came out May 16th, 2004, 2005. Our first full length came out May 16th, 2006. So it was like, oh, 10 year anniversary coming up of the one record everyone really likes. So Travis was like, hey, you want to do something special for that? I was like, you know, it would be really cool if we tell people like on the internet, like, hey, we're going to make an announcement on May 16th, 2016. I remember now. And, you know, the whole everyone assume, oh, you're going to do a 10 year show and all this shit. And I was like, I have these songs, let's do this. So we learned the songs on a Saturday in an hour and a half, recorded, uh, I don't know if it's like 16 or 17 songs on a Sunday, start to finish, and then... It was like a minute or something, right? A piece or something? Like, they, they, were, they were short. It was, you know, it was like a punk record, like yeah. old hardcore. Um, and then, you know, when people expecting on the 10-year date, we're going to announce that we're doing this 10-year show. Like, nope, here's a new record. Um <laughs> And awesome. that, same thing, you know, like that seemed like it would be fun. Let's go do it. So we did that. Um, How are you alienating the crowd at the show? At the show we're about to play? Yeah. Any ideas? Well, I mean, I, oh, <laughs> I think it just comes naturally. You guys going to play um, Extinction AD songs? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but to be honest, uh, it was just like that seemed like it would be fun. And people like, oh, you're going to do a show? Like, I don't really want to play a show. But then this came up and it's like, oh, this would be fun. You know, it's obviously it's like a great cause to do it for. Like, fuck it, let's do it. Uh, who else offered you that is now looking back being like, hey, motherfucker, we asked you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone? I mean, randoms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there, There's some people that were just like, we get an email. Hey, j- just found out about you guys. When can you come play fucking Kentucky? <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> um, That's the right answer. But, uh, you know, then there's, especially once it got announced, that we're doing Wild Fest now. It's like, well, hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? You want to do this? So Wild um, Fest is, is a benefit that Mike Bruno from Iron Sheik does for the old, their member Rob McAllister who passed away a few years ago. So it's like a, you know, Rob's nickname was Wild Dad. So, they, the, you know, it's just a benefit for his family, like a yearly thing that they do. Like it's usually like a two-day thing. So super cool, you know. Uh, they, they always try to help out the uh, Rob's family, and they named it uh, Wild Fest. So every year, you know, they they ask bands. 
I don't know what he does. I guess he, you know, I guess he just tries he, tra- to, get, he tries to get a different lineup every year. Yeah, and you know, throw in some newer bands and then some older bands. Especially, I think you know, from what I get, stuff. people that are, um, you know, were friends at Rob. Of course, yeah. Um, which is uh, it's cool. You know, yeah, the shows the shows do very well, and it's it's like a a long. It's like a two-day thing, and, you know, it's just a very nice thing to do, like, you know, like you, your friends are holding you down, you know? Yeah, a bunch so of Rob old people had, acting yeah. like young people. Rob had two kids, wife that he left behind, so it goes to them. Have you guys practiced yet? No, but we know what we're playing. Um, so, lineup, you know, This Is Hell had 75 of every, <laughs> everything, you know. Um, Johnny, the only Johnny Moore playing? Yes. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, you know... Travis and I are original members, and then, you know, we had, we were the only ones that were in the band the whole time. Then there was tons of drummers, tons of bass players, tons of second guitar players. Um, but for the last record we did, it was uh, me, Travis, John, and Burke. You know, Dan Burke's the original drummer, John was the second bass player. So we were kind of like, well, what should we, what lineup should we do for this? So we considered um, splitting a bit with uh, Jeff, who was the original bass player. And Jeff actually wrote a ton of the lyrics to early This Is Hell. Um, and then John and John did, you know, wrote a ton of, he wrote almost all the lyrics for the second record. And he did like the bulk of the touring on the Sundowning record and the Misfortunes record. We were going to split the set between the two of them playing bass. Uh, Jeff called me one day and he was like, look, I have an idea. You can shoot this down if you like. But like, how about I just play second guitar, being that we were going to play one guitar. And that way... We could we could all play the same you know the whole show instead, which is like Jeff's never played guitar in a live band, so I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, you know, what do you need? And he's like, you know, write me out some of the music of the songs, you know, because obviously the guitar is different than the bass a little bit. He's like, you know, and if I could do it, cool. If not, we'll go back to the original plan. So I sent him a couple of songs. He's like, oh, cool, I can do this. So like, so it's almost like it's like a, a mix of a it's a new lineup. Because John and Jeff never played in the band together. Yeah. Um, and Jeff never played second guitar, but that's what we're doing. And it's like, to me, that's like super, super cool. Especially because both of them were, you know, lyric writers for the band and like very instrumental while they were in the band. Not that other members weren't instrumental, but I mean, so it's this type of thing of like moving forward. Is this the lineup of the band or do are we do we do like a fucking scarhead thing where it's like <laughs> me, Travis, and then maybe this guy, maybe that guy, which is like. It's all cool with yeah. me. Got to get a DJ if you're going to do Scarhead. Yeah. <laughs> the DJ is you know, vital. <laughs> um, Shout out to Danny Diablo. <laughs> so uh, it, it's it's super exciting to me, you know. Um, yeah, if you if you walk away for something for something long enough, you know, it just it feels right. Sometimes you know you get that call. It's for a good cause, and it just you're like, yeah, why not? Let's just do it. Yeah. So from there, it's kind of like, all right, we're going to play all these songs. I have to relearn all these songs. And obviously, they're like fucking stupid songs, so they weren't hard to relearn. But playing them, like, oh, this is like, this is a cool song, and this is fun to play. So it's oh, like you get exactly to what go I wanted. the catalog, definitely. Yeah. Love it. it. It's cool. You know, it's like, you know, and we you did just that. play guitar. You don't sing as well. No, I, I sing like some dumb shit here and there, but like, I'm, I'm not It's nice singer. to not have that pressure, right? Well, well not, not only that, playing, you know, but fun. after, you know, playing the Extinction stuff, this stuff is like. Yeah, child's play. Yeah, right? Right? so I was like, "Oh, this is probably why I was able to run around and flip around and you right. know, do all this shit for forever." Because yeah. like I'm, oh yeah, like So I've been played in like you know just a straight hardcore band, and so we did that band, the Conflicted, for a little while, but we barely played. But um, 
You, so like even that, I'm like I'm looking forward to it. You know, I used to get I, when we would tour with This Is Hell, I would never be able to put on any weight. You know, especially even I was like working out all the time, but it didn't happen. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Am I not eating? It's like oh, because I'm burning fucking two thousand calories <laughs> a night. You know, on stage by you know running around and acting like a you know a jackass. Um, so I'm like oh. I don't know if I could handle that now, but if the mood strikes, I'm like, yeah. oh, that might be fun. Burning two thousand calories. There you go. <laughs> you should do. You should do like an instructional like uh, workout video where, you know, I guess like I j- I'm just picturing him right. <laughs> like on a VHS tape running around, and everyone that does like t- the eight guys behind him all have the guitar and they run around. Fun to work out. Can we work on that? Can, yeah. we, can we push that idea? I know you said you're probably not gonna play Bloodlines, but real quick, can you just get into that video real quick? Oh yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, yeah, but it just, it's like video. a big fucking party, and you can yeah. like name everybody that's in the fucking video. So, um, you know, I, I don't know why it just—I think that song just got glanced over yeah. when we were going over what we we're gonna gonna play. I love that song. I love that whole record, actually. So we knew we wanted to do a video um, that wasn't just, especially you know, it was 2010. The last video I did prior to that proper video was 2006 or 2007, where for a little while. Every video, especially with a hardcore band or any heavy band, was like, all right, we'll just go in this warehouse and play. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, I'm <laughs> fucking playing a goddamn warehouse again. Fucking um, warehouse. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, we just played, made it look like a house party? Like, thought that would be fun, you know? Um, so everyone was like, yeah, that'd be cool. You know, we came up with a couple ideas, like that toilet yeah. part. Travis, <laughs> Travis singing yeah, through the, the uh, toilet. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah, it's like fake puke into the toilet. Or it might have been real puke. I don't yeah, because he's just like sitting there singing through like a toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then it was uh, like, all right, well, where are we going to do it? And the place we were, you know, at that time, you know, all of our friends, we lived in Huntington. The hunting, uh, you know, like we didn't want to do it at our house because our house was like nice-ish. Not that where we did it wasn't nicest, but that was like a party house. You know, we did at a 441, mm-hmm. where I think at the time, um, Audley was there, Valentino was there. Fuck, who else lived there? Was Frank living the there at the time? He was not living no. there yet. Lamelli was living there. Actually, it was Lamelli that made the whole thing happen. Really? Um, where it's kind of like, ah, I mean, we're trying to sort out where to do this video. And Lamelli's like, why don't you do it here? Like, if you're looking for a place to have a party and do a video, do it here. Um, and I know not everybody who lived there was psyched about it. But um, I would imagine Lamelli was cool with it. I mean, it's right at Lamelli's house. Oh yeah. Um, so it was like fuck it. So we got there. We filmed all day. You know, that was like a well, I don't know how regular videos go, but that was like a twelve-hour thing for us. Like just over and over and over again. It was uh, twelve hours for three minutes. Yeah, it was June, so it was a thousand degrees. Well, it was June then, a thousand degrees. It wasn't fucking wet garbage like it is now (laughs) and it was just kind of like hey everybody parties here all the time anyway come party we're filming this video have a party when we film the video yeah very cool and um you know people are timid in the beginning like oh i don't know it's weird and you know some people are they're fucking too hardcore for their own good like a video camera i'm not playing for a video camera it's gonna be an mtv that's lame (laughs) um and then people get wasted, and then all of say, a sudden, as time goes on, we're playing in the kitchen, and yeah. you know, Bobcat and Lamelli are throwing their beers <laughs> across the kitchen. It's like, yeah, um, their TV got broke at that during the shoot. Yeah, wow. which I was like, oh, I heard like, oh, it got bumped into, and it's like, oh, it kind of got messed up. Was it a nice like, TV or one of them? No, no, big it was butt. it was one of it was there when they moved in, like one of those old projection TVs that is fucking huge. Um, so big, I mean, big ass. It was you know a back. big like junky TV. Yeah. Um, Rabbit ears. Got a but, VCR jacket. <laughs> nice. 
but I mean, it, it was it was theirs. Yeah. You know, but um, we found out. You know, he said, "Oh, I got bumped." Like, "Oh no, no, kind of got fucked up." I'm like, "Oh no, it's shot," which is like, by the time we found out it was shot, it was like a month later. It was kind of like, "Did we do anything about it?" It's like, oh, "We're fucking broke." When, <laughs> you didn't um, take the proceeds from the video. The yeah, yeah. Well, that video did play on MTV. Did it really? And uh, Travis and I actually hosted a Headbangers Ball. What? But it was after wow. Headbangers Ball was only on the internet. Oh. But it was still cool. You know, yeah. we, we I think we were on tour, so, or we actually drove to Jersey, and uh, MTV sent a guy down there, and, you know, we introduced videos. That's how the podcast should have started. What yeah. the hell have we been doing the whole time? You, you were on Headbangers Bowl? I, I never saw it. I never, like, went to look for it. But I know the video played on Headbangers Ball. But you um, said you hosted Headbangers Ball. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It, but I never went to, like, watch the episode. You're like, hey, uh, this is Rick, and this is Travis from uh, This Is Hell, and... You're watching like what Manowar or some shit? Like, what'd you announce? I don't remember. I know, um, fuck. Like, I know we each got to like pick a video. I don't even remember what video I picked. Really? Isn't that terrible? That's Fudge like, tunnel, I maybe. Feel, I, I feel like I would have picked something a little not right. Nail bomb anyway. A little nail bomb action, maybe. but I, I don't. I don't recall. But I remember Travis picked the Deftones video, which is um, I know cool to most people. You hate them. I don't hate them. <laughs> Um, who yo Malamo? That's another one. He was like on the thread. He was just like fucking Malamo. Man. If he has, I, I've never heard more shitty opinions come out of one person. <laughs> he's like Chino's never sent. He's never been in key in his whole life. Wow, I ripped that fucking po- inside poster off my wall. Oh. <laughs> just so funny. But I know they're one of those bands that like some people love and some people are just like I just don't get this. I love. I like the band, but Chino. It, Live, I could agree with, with that. Yeah. Live, it's like hit or miss with him. Right. Hit or miss, you know. Got I mean, but he's in great projects. I like yeah. the diversity of stuff he does. That fucking banana rama man. That cover don't. fucking cruel summer killed it all fucking week. So. <laughs> I, I respect the band, um, but I you know I don't give a shit. Yeah. That back to school song is fucking cool. That change song is cool. Mm-hmm. My first exposure to Deftones is one of my friends that I actually grew up with and didn't see for years and saw him. He's like, oh, you know, you ever hear the Deftones? I was like, no. He's like, it's like rap metal. But this this was like the adrenaline. I guess the early mid nineties. Yeah. I don't even know what the record was at the time because it was just uh the first him, one was him like telling that. me. Right. So I guess this it was it was probably ninety five that we had this conversation. So the adrenaline. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it was before new metal was new metal. Right. So here like, oh that sounds sick. It's like rap and metal, you know, kinda like I guess it's like bring the whole album up, bring the noise. You right. do hear that back then because, uh, you know, growing up listening to both, um, it took me till, you know, later on to be like, you know what? I, I, you guys don't need to mix this anymore. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> like, it's, I could listen to hip hop and I could listen to metal. I don't want to, like, I'm good. Don't hit ever. hit the apex at like yeah. Judgment Night. It hit it, but you. also, like, the only group, Rage Against the Machine, was the only group that somehow managed to do it the right way. Yes. I love E-Town Concrete. Okay. Mm. I will back that, thank you. But, um... <laughs> yeah, if you want to take that angle, sure. <laughs> I was talking about bands that people know. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my favorite thing, I think this actually is my favorite thing about Deftones, especially because when Diamond Eyes came out, everyone's like, oh, it's the best album in the history of the world, which, um... I love that record. Despite my opinion of the record, which I don't even know if I have an opinion of the record, but being like, well, you know, either way, it's new metal. 
And I love when people get super bummed about that. As oh. if <laughs> as if you can't like something that's new metal. Like you could think something is really good. Something can in fact be great and be new metal, but you don't have to, you know, just pretend because you like it means it's like emotional hard rock or or something. Uh, I wonder what Fat Mike thinks about that album. Got to find out. See if he tweeted about it. So, um, all right. So before we finish up here, I, I want to ask you because I'm a huge UFC fan and you're a, a wrestling fan. So is Parker. CM Punk is going to fight on the next card. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because I have my opinion. Um. What do you mean by what, like, across the board, what are my thoughts? Yeah. Like, what, um, do you like it? Do you like the the fact that, like, so, him and Brock Lesnar... So, I don't want to put them in the same category, so let's go with CM Punk, because the, the first... Did you see the first fight? Yeah, okay, so me and CM Punk are friends. Oh, wow. Um, that sounds funny. <laughs> hey, we're friends. Um, we're not, <laughs> like, Trump. you know, fucking we're best best friends, but, you know, we're, we're cool, you know, we chat here and there, which is funny because the way we wound up being friends is because, like, he liked the band... And, you know, obviously I like wrestling. So, um, yeah, that works. So it's like, oh, you know, that's extinction. So, yeah, what? Extinction AD. This is hell. This this was, yeah, we know each other for a while now. Okay. So he liked this is hell, and, you know, we liked wrestling. So, you know, we wound up talking on the internet or whatever. And then, um, we both wound up in California when H2O was filming um a video from uh the nothing to prove record yeah. okay is it the one with matt skiba right yeah it's, it's when record there's store. a million people in yeah. it yeah. yep um because he's in that video d- d- different punk. yeah so yeah. oh different one so yeah okay. john and i are in that video also so we actually met in real life at that video so then it's like oh well you know we're cool and then it's kind of like all right well you know we're here and he's there and you is know john was, his name no john moore Oh, he was so, in this hell at the time, so we're oh, yeah, both in that H two O video. So, uh, you know, we're friends and we'll text and chat and shit. So the thing about him is, and I mean, I, this is everywhere when you hear about him, but like, uh, I'm, you know, he's doing this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know what? I feel like doing this now. He's gonna go and do it, no matter what it is. Like. And it's not like, oh, you know, I feel like, you know, getting into MMA a little bit. I'm going to go and spar a little bit. He's like, I am feel like I might want to do MMA. I'm going full into it. You know, like as far as people who, you know, so I don't always buy into like, oh, sky's the limit. You know, the world is yours. Anybody in the world could do anything. I don't really buy into that. I don't think anybody in the world can do anything. Me neither. Um, he can do anything. Anything he wants to do, he's going to do. Like, whether he succeeds at it or fails at it, he's he's going to at least do it. What if he wanted to take over the singing and guitars of Extinction AD? I don't know if he'd be successful at it, but if he decided he wanted to do that, like, if he wanted to be in a band, he would start a band. Okay. He'll be like, oh, well, you know, you're not good at singing and, like, this song sucks. Like, well, I want to fucking do this band. I'm doing this band. So um, he's he's a cool dude. Oh yeah, he, he total, totally cool. Normal, cool dude. Um, attitude. Oh, you, if if he doesn't like you, he's a shithead. If he likes you, best dude. Um, which you know that's that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people I know at least. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, but um, you know he wanted to do wrestling his whole life. He did wrestling. He should not have ever been the way the business went. He should never have made it to WWE, let alone become, you know, the the most important wrestler of the 2000s. You know, that might be arguable, 
but to me that's not that's a, that's a fact um you know he always did muay thai and everything but he's like i don't want to do wrestling anymore it's not fun for me anymore i want to get into mma i'm gonna do it so he he's a big enough name that when word got out ufc came to him yeah. he didn't go after ufc they came to him and you know did he get his ass beat that first match like obviously mm. um but it wasn't like, oh, I want to do this for the sake of so people see me. Like, hey, no, I believe he wants to do it. I oh, believe, oh, I, I yeah, believe, yeah. I, I believe he totally wants to do so it. So, the thing is, I think it's cool enough that he did it once. The fact that, you know, this is some people like, oh, he got embarrassed. To him, he didn't get embarrassed. Like, he tried his hardest and realized I'm not where I need to be at. So I need to put all this work into being better. Um, then, uh, you know, when I found out about this new fight. You know, he's been training in Milwaukee. It's like, um... June... Just, June... The next Saturday. So a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, we were bullshitting. I found out he was... We were going to Chicago. I was like, hey, we're going to be in Chicago. It's like, I'm in Milwaukee. It's like, Shout oh, out to the Cobra Club. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, um, you know, I'm training again, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, he's like, oh, I got this fight. And I'm like... Just saying I'm going to do another fight after what happened last time and the way, you know, the majority of UFC fans are so fucking pretentious. <laughs> like, that that takes so much balls from my point of view. Yeah. Um, and dude, like, he he's a comic nerd also. Yeah. He seems like a cool dude, uh, listens to good music, and... Uh, like I'm rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I hope he fucking annihilates everyone he fights because it's good for the UFC. Definitely. Because there is this, you know, realistically, do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> but like, you know, for for the sake of a funny, for a fun story, and to get crossover fans, it would be fun. It's like, oh, okay, this guy wrestled because uh, I know this other guy, Bobby Lashley. I don't know who. So Bobby Lashley was a wrestler. Like a amateur wrestler, yeah. got into pro wrestling, left WWE, and was wrestling in uh, TNA, which is like a, it comes across like a full-time deal, but it's not like a full-time deal, so he was able to split his time between TNA and MMA. Um, I think he did well in MMA. He's back in WWE now. But, um, I mean, Batista did, do you see that Batista MMA fight? Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, they're very big guys. So, yeah. So, yeah. aesthetically, it's fun, because you like to see people... You know, you see Brock Lesnar when he first came, you're like, oh, this is fun. This guy looks like a fucking tank. And, you know, I guess he smothered a couple of people. And then once he got punched in the face, it didn't, you know, you're kind of like, oh, shit, all right, this didn't work out for you. I think, I don't know, I, I just wanted to get your, your opinion on it or, or your your thoughts on it. So, you're, so you're, you're all about him. Oh, you know what? I'm all about him doing anything because I think it's so cool to, like, I can do anything. You know, I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to write for Marvel Comics. It's you admirable. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in UFC. Like God, this fucking guy. Determined. He, it's yeah. determined. Yeah. And it's admirable because, like, for the most part, most most people don't do shit. Not to mention, like, things that are so risky. It pays off for some people, and it doesn't pay off for other people. You know, some of us are 37, almost 38, and like, <laughs> I'm gonna go on tour, and it's like, oh, you're stupid. But some of us are, you know, are similar age, and like, well, I was the most important wrestler of an entire decade, and then I'm in UFC, and I, you know, wrote for Thor and Drax a bunch, and, you know, I did was he, on... Did he do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, you know, and like I said, like, he's like a fucking cool guy, so I, I think it's sick, and... Um, All right, so the third time you come on, just bring him. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hope for the best for that fight, you know, for many reasons. 
But like win or lose, it's just kind of like, um, you know, if you know anybody, you grow up with somebody and they like they play in the major leagues, even if they have like a cup of coffee, to you seeing that is like, <laughs> my friend threw a pitch on television. It's like that guy fucking sucks. Or, you know, something like that. But like to you, it's like, oh, my it's friend a, yeah. threw a pitch in the major league or whatever. Right. And it's like, that's the biggest deal in sure. the world. So, um, yeah, because it just, you, like I said, you, it's, it's admirable. You know, most people just think about what they'd like to do. And he's just like, I want to try this. And you do it. Like some people just like, I don't follow through with 90% of the shit that I want to do. And do for him to do it. Percentage could be higher. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For him to have that first fight and, you know, he got annihilated and like even, like first thing he does, he goes and, and tells uh, Mickey Gall, like, "Don't ever let someone tell you like what you can and can't do." Like, oh, so you just got destroyed by this guy, and you're giving him inspiration, and then he's not even being like, "Oh, I don't care, whatever." He was like, you know, teary, like, "Well, I didn't do as well as I wanted to, but this is great, and this isn't the last of me." And then that's over, and you figure that's actually the last of him. Like, nope. Years later, hey, I'm back. I'm going to try it again. I didn't. Like, that's he, the sickest. You yeah, respect I, that. I didn't you know? think he was going to come back. I thought it was just like, hey, you know, they tried. I would have liked the match to have been a little bit longer because it, there's such anticipation. So, and with MMA, you never know. You know what I mean? Like you, seven second knockout. There, there's there's no more, from my point of view, unpredictable sport ever than MMA. Yeah, you know I mean, like from somebody like just not expecting something to like you know, a lucky shot to just like, to Anderson Silva's leg breaking in half. (laughs) Some people can dominate 90% or 99%, but there's that one person they just, for some reason can't figure out. Yeah. I see. And that's, that's what's so fun about that sport. I love it from like, you know, one to whatever they're up to 200 and change. Like it was just one of those things that just, I I took to, because I was such a wrestling fan that it just seemed like the natural progression for me once UFC came around. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all about this. And plus, like, the Ultimate Warrior beat Hogan, and I was like, fuck this shit, I'm out of And Hogan <laughs> killed him I in Vegas. I couldn't get over it. I mean, granted, I was like 12, maybe, or you still haven't gotten over it. 90, August, August 1st, 1990. It was, nice. right? So yeah. I was 12. I just couldn't get over it. I'm like, I can't. Like, Hulk Hogan lost. Like, I can't, you know, I just couldn't get over it. That's why it was such a big deal. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Took the ultimate warrior to do it. Missed the leg drop, man. So for, for me, I, I was going to, I had um, I had plans to go see either Guns N' Roses tribute band today, which because it landed, you know, they're playing the Paramount, shout out to JT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I actually gave up my ticket for the Slayer farewell tour yes. because they're playing Jones Beach and... You know, it was one of those things where, like, a friend is like, oh, do you want us to get you a ticket? I was like, Connecticut? I was like, sure. Like, it's long. You know, two months ago, like, you don't think it. You're like, yeah, June 1st. Right. Yeah, whatever. Uh, if I'm if I'm alive, I'll go. Um, And so they get me the ticket, but I just, you know, I, I'm so stupid. Like, you go to shows long enough to know that they're going to fucking play Jones Beach or somewhere around here. So I was like, yeah, well, why don't you get rid of that ticket for me because I don't want it. I'm going to Jones <laughs> Beach. And because I'd, I'd miss a day of work. Um and I'd have to stay at a hotel room in fucking yeah, Foxwoods. It's like no, nah, I don't want to do that. Do. So. Yeah. But what, what what do you think of like a band like Slayer doing like their farewell? Like it's you know I think they probably should have taken some younger bands out. Yeah, and not saying oh my band, um, because that's general. ridiculous. But 
you know that's they rarely they don't really, Slayer right? does not d- no. never did that Hate that's such a bummer was the last time they took someone out I think they only take Lamb of God out now for like <laughs> six years and Anthrax <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the same tour every year yeah. you know what's it's funny about the big four bands is the ones that you wouldn't expect are the ones that take out the smaller bands mm-hmm. like fucking Megadeth you think like Dave Mustaine nah. yeah. he wouldn't, he's not gonna <laughs> do anything granted he takes out these younger bands and then he beefs with them you know about what about everything in the world you know he did there's a whole debacle with Havoc oh but um okay at least they did take out Havoc you know we're a band like Jeff's uh, in this moment the first time when they were going on tour they took him out they said he was really cool yeah um historically Megadeth has taken out not not no name bands but up and coming bands you know a band of their stature they should you know they're doing you know on a bad night 1600 you know, on a good night, thirty five hundred, they should be taking out bands that are doing you know three, four hundred on their own. And theoretically, um, w- what does that do to a younger band? I mean, just think about that. It exposes them to so many more people, especially with the thrash bands. Like these bands are so like clinging onto their spot, and they're going away. Like, I'm. I always get afraid that thrash is going to wind up like like classic rock, you know, um, or. Um, Classic rock is just beat, man. Like you fuck, like to the, I, it, it makes me insane. It doesn't make me insane because I guess I don't listen. But like you put on the radio and like we can go in the car right now and put on the radio. And I guarantee you, it's like Stairway, maybe Back in Black is like it's the same fucking oh, journey. <laughs> yeah, yo, and some of those bands I like. Yeah, and I like I, a lot of songs, but it's always the same cut from that band. Yeah. And yeah. it's always little some fucking guy. Toto Rosanna. Gotta yeah. play that. Yeah. Or, uh, I fucking hate that song. Jeff Picaro, rest in peace. Um, but yeah. and, and then the it's one guy the that's o- like, how are you requesting songs? <laughs> like, why are you on the phone? Like, really? I can't believe there's somebody that like wants to hear like rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. By Zeppelin. <laughs> I, I really want to hear that because I don't remember what it sounds yeah. like. I feel right like now. you're on the phone, you're sitting there, and you're just like, let me call up BAB. Yeah. And like, maybe they'll play rock and roll for me. <laughs> and, and it's not to like shit on something because it's old. It's just that it's been beaten into your head. It's in your sub. Like, love Sabbath, obviously. They're gods. Iron Man. Do I need to hear Iron Man ever no. again? I don't think so. I could play it in my head yeah. right now. Yeah, I'm good. It's it's almost a, a compliment to that song. It's so embedded in culture that I you don't gotta need take to that, hear it. You gotta anymore. take that jersey and retire it. <laughs> yeah, hang it up in the rafters. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'd rather hear a deep cut. Like play, Iron Man. Yeah, play you know, a deep Hand cut. of Doom or something by Sabbath. They're like something different or no quarter by Zeppelin. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's because like, what, what is like the next evolution like of bands like for ghost. like BAB? Yeah, <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> what do you think about Ghost? I think I didn't get Ghost. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted everything to about so it bad. is so cool, but the right? music didn't do it for me. When I saw him live, I saw him live with Maiden. I was like, oh, I get it, and it rolls. Okay, I didn't listen to the new record though. I I heard some I of it. It's pretty it good. I it, it sounds it. heavier, right? Yes. Okay. The the, the choruses, man. They got hooks. That yeah. second Great the hooks. the rat song yeah. that they made the video for. I loved it. Uh, they write good fucking songs. But I'm with you. Like I want like. I felt like I, I just wanted to like him. Same yeah. thing with No Effects. To go back to them, like they were one of those bands that people loved, and I'm like, oh, I'm supp-, like at 15, you feel like you're supposed to like No Effects. 
you're skateboarding and you like the misfits and you like minor threat and people like and you see no effects i'm like i'm supposed to like this right and i listen to it i'm like i just i'm trying so hard it's that look of ghost that yeah i think a lot of people because like you see on all the metal pages and stuff you know it's not metal it's not it's like all right you know yeah, they're not really metal. You know? No, somebody, somebody said a like Blue rock. Oyster Cult. They, that's <laughs> like, what perfect. I always thought they sound like, yeah. Blue Oyster Cult. Like, it's a hard rock band. Yeah. Metal per se, but who gives a fuck what it's technically called? It, it, exactly. You like it or exactly. not? Yeah. Like, you know? I really like this song. It's so good, but it's not, it's not metal, metal, so I can't even get into <laughs> oh, it. That's like when metal just dr- bums me out yeah. when I read some of the with the fans you know what I mean that's say. that's any any it's genre anything. I love that they're passionate but, but like, like fans like, ruin stop. shit though like fans Star Wars they ruin <sighs> I don't know the last shot I was pretty goddamn good I know but how many people didn't had bad things to say about it remember there was a whole backlash like what that did you yeah. watch the same movie? I thought well, it was pretty good. Well, because people said that it kill, killed their childhood. Well, every, people wanted want that movie, movie to be what they wanted yes. it to be. They, they didn't want, want a new installment. They want, Or they want a new installment of what was in their brain. Like, hey, you know what? The world doesn't revolve around you and your fucking computer. But Th- also, They wanted that to take them exactly how they felt when they were 10 years old somehow. Magic. It's it's not gonna. Which it's the, a fucking movie. And, and <laughs> you the know. Force Awakens did that. Like, what more do you e- Exactly. Do? They already, they sucked you in with Force Awakens That's being it. a reboot of, of, they went through all three of the old movies. Let's get a little bit of everything put in there so the next one could be something totally different and we could do it forever. Mm-hmm. I went to the and, solo movie over the weekend. Oh, what'd you think? I I'm not gonna good. watch it, so. I thought it was good. Um, was it amazing? No, but it was entertaining. I went with my son. He yeah. loved it, and uh, but it bombed. Did it? Yeah. yeah it fell the box far with, uh, with the numbers. It did not do well whatsoever. Do you feel that just like that, like it's because it's our generation that's supposed to be seeing it? I don't think it's. Well, there's that, and I, I think some people are reading. Maybe it's a little with all these like. Uh, what did Fat Mike say about it? <laughs> <laughs> With these side movies, you know what I mean? These little yeah. sub stories and stuff like I that. I still didn't see Rogue One. So that yeah. it's like too much. They're a little oversaturation. Yeah, like everyone was waiting for a long time for it to come back, and now they're just fucking pumping one out like as much as they can. You know what I mean? So it's like it could the fucking be that. Saw movies. Yeah, same like, thing. Yep. Yeah, the Saw movies are just there to. It's like you just watch it for death scenes. Yeah. I, like, I didn't think it was a bad movie, but I don't know. Maybe all those people that hated The Last Jedi, they actually boycotted this like they said they were going <laughs> to. Maybe that's what happened. I don't fucking I'm know. I'm looking at but Jason Koza right him. now. Listen, if, you, if it's not a lifestyle to you, Star Wars, <laughs> it's a good movie. If you're like one of those guys, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Don't go. Yeah, I don't know. Even like that movie Revenge, like I'm like championing it. Talking about how good it is. It's. Have you ever seen the movie I, uh, I Spit on Your Grave? Or do you know? It's like a revenge movie. But anyway, so there's like a new movie. Uh, who? Uh, Nobody what, of note. What's that dude's it? name? I. Are you talking about the OG one? Oh, it doesn't either one. Right. Basically, it's a revenge movie called Revenge that I that just came out like uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I did everything but pull my pants down and jerk off on the on the TV when it was done. I was like, amazing, All right. All right. completely a, fucking amazing. They juice. should put that shit on the post. Yeah, <laughs> Sam, drop my scratch pants. and sniff. Drop, drop and jerk <laughs> off so, this movie. But, Sam, and, and then you Red go, River Podcast. But then you go to horror nerd discussion, my stupid group, my cesspool, <laughs> and like, no matter what, ha- there's like people. I'm not going to name her name, but it's like, oh yeah, this movie was okay it just wasn't realistic and i'm thinking like realistic 
Somebody it's, gets thrown off a fucking mountain, lands impaled, and kills everyone afterwards. Like, yeah, of course it's, it's not. Thing. It's not scary. It's the same yeah. thing. Like, really? It's just fucking... Like, <laughs> Dude, I, those are the people that are like, I used to watch wrestling, but then it became so fake. Like, oh, you you thought the million dollar man actually had one million dollars? Nice. Like, come on, you idiot. Like, <laughs> how anybody could have ever watched professional wrestling and thought like, this is real. Like, if you're watching wrestling and think that it's real, you're, I, you are fucked up. That's I, some fucked up shit to watch and be like, what? I really like the real to you me, know. damn it. I, I almost did, but then, like I said, I, I was 12 when I would when I watched it. So I, and then I went back to it in, in the 90s, like when The Rock came, mm-hmm. because those characters were so interesting that I'm like, oh, maybe I can watch it again. Because promos back like in the Iron Mike Sharp days didn't really exist. So wow. it was it was the little box in the corner. Yeah. It just wasn't hey, a man, trash gonna, talk and I beat your ass. You know, That's yeah. a name I haven't heard <laughs> ever. Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> what? Wow. He was like the ultimate like fucking Had like, the black the black leather thing. Yeah, because yeah, he was like forearm, every uh, Saturday jobber. afternoon he lost to someone different. Him and there was a guy Charlie Brown, I think was his name. No, Bad News Brown. Yeah. Bad News Brown. Yeah. Ghetto Blaster, man. Yeah. He lost every week too. <laughs> no, 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 no. He won no, the fucking. Him. He won the. What's his Isn't name? Then it's somebody else I'm thinking yeah. of. There Pit. was a guy, Charlie Brown. I want to say. I'm gonna look it up. Are you thinking of Leaping Lenny Poffo? <laughs> no, this guy Barry used to lose Horowitz. Every, yeah. Maybe it was before you guys. Barry O. I am 45. Who is Barry Horowitz? Because <laughs> he was another first, jobber. There. Okay, that was so the, this guy. He the, slapped himself on the, the back. First, <laughs> he would. Yeah, the first action that. Bronson song I ever heard was off the record Dr. Lecter, and the song was called Barry Har- Horowitz. Yeah. So in the beginning, it's an intro, and it sounds like, uh, I don't know, Lord Alfred Hayes or one of them dudes. Nice. And he's like talking about this guy patting himself on the back, but I don't know the guy. Yeah, that Barry was his Horowitz. Gimmick. Yeah, that song's great. Yeah. So shout out to Action Bronson wherever he's at right now. Listen. So you telling me the con- conquistadors weren't really from Spain? <laughs> and I fucking I fell for it all these years. They were they were from um, Mexico. <laughs> they have Spanish blood though. Ah, okay. Are you telling me Tito Santana <laughs> wasn't really Mexican? That's Pedro a good, No, he was Mexican. Uh, yeah, that was the one dude I was like, you know, because it wasn't. I, I can't think of any other Hispanic dudes. Pedro and, Morales. Pedro uh, Morales, a Puerto Rican. Was uh, he? Yeah, uh, he was the first one to. Uh, that was, was it, though. Was to win all the titles. <laughs> the, the Rock Don Morocco. I, I think he's from Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> all right, before this, this they show. Just spray tan that before, guy. Before the show gets any more out of control, yeah. um, I guess we're good, man. Fucking. So the future is bright for. This is Hell is going to do one show, and that's it. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, as of right now, it's like spoiler alert. Everything seems Stay like tuned. it's it's fun. So I guess we'll. <laughs> oh, I get we'll, it. We'll this see. is a business move. Anticipation. Um, yeah. God. But you know, extinction. He's gonna announce it on the Eddie Trunk. Yeah. <laughs> when he <gets> shit. <laughs> He's saving it. <laughs> They're gonna go to the guy. Come back from commercial, and someone's gonna be playing guitar yeah. solo, and then some chick with a fucking CBGB's tank top's gonna nice. come out and be like, "Travis has an announcement." <laughs> <laughs> the Eddie Trunk show. Yeah. I knew it. But yeah, I mean, who knows? We'll play this show and see how fun it is. It might be like, you know, when you don't play for a while, then you play, you know, we did this with soldiers. All those soldiers actually did break up. And we're like, let's do a show. And we were so excited. We did a practice and the practice was so much fun. After that practice, I was over it. And then we did another practice and it was like, ugh, whatever. And the show sucked. And I was like, oh, we could have just practiced, had a good mm-hmm. time and then bounced. Um, that is if it's a, not there, the it's just not there. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess we'll see. Hopefully, right. we won't do a practice and be like, "That's a lot of fun," and then go to do second practice and be like, "Oh, this sucks." Right. Um, either way, we're gonna play the show. 
Okay. We'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, um, Extinction has the tour coming up all summer. Um, we're working on some other stuff for the fall. Hopefully something comes through because there's some really, really cool potential things. But there's always really cool potential things. That doesn't fucking there, mean anything. There always is. And um, But seriously, like I wanted to just talk to you again because uh, as I'm looking for this flyer this guy sent me. Um, I just respect what you do. I respect that you're out there grinding, doing what I wish I could do. I just don't have the balls to do it. Um, and that's it. Like we're almost the same age and you're out there just still fucking killing it. So, I mean, I mean, th- thank you. Uh, like I said, sometimes I am, I'm almost embarrassed about it sometimes. Cause I feel like it's like, what are you trying to do, man? Like you just old, give it up. You know, like I don't even feel like a washed up guy. I feel like, you know, I didn't even get to the point to be considered washed up. So it's like, you're still trying kind of like the guys in Anvil, like, <laughs> They weren't washed up. They never even fucking. All right, I might want to. You guys are there. way might, better than. But uh, you know what? I might want to edit out my praise after that. Actually. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know, I, like I said, I I honestly I think I enjoy it more now than ever. Um, and it's it's hard because there's a ton of you know metal bands. I don't even want to say thrash. There's, there's a ton of metal bands, but the uh, the stalwarts are dying out. Like we said, you know, yeah, Metallica's on this whole other level. Yeah. Um, you know. Megadeth is who the fuck knows, man. Mustaine's foolish. Um, Slayer is about to be gone. Um, Anthrax refuses to take out younger bands. I know. Anth- well, Anthrax took out Killswitch and Havoc, mm-hmm. but and I love Anthrax. Did Anthrax take out Killswitch, or did you know Killswitch is psyched to go out with Anthrax and they co-bill it and whatever? Right. I mean, and Havoc was on that, so that's that's awesome. I can't remember before that the last time Anthrax took out a band that wasn't Exodus or um, <laughs> Testament. Yeah, totally um, right, and they I mean, should be chant. I mean, it's th- they had created this this subgenre of music to like keep it going by all these outstanding young bands that are like and there's, emulating them and doing new stuff with it. It's yeah, insane. There, there's a lot of bands that that you know in our bubble. You know, toxic Holocaust. Like, oh, they're gonna bring a bunch of bunch of kids. It's gonna be a good time. Municipal Waste, Iron Reagan. Mm, yeah, you know, Power Trip. Yeah. Um, all oh, these man. bands on their own. Like, oh, then you know, they could do four or five hundred kids, and that's that's a ton. But then there's bands like Testament, Anthrax that can you know do a thousand or more. Which like, mm-hmm. bring these bands out. You know, don't bring out the fucking Bion bands. Um, you'd be surprised how that's like still a thing. Um, or you may not be surprised, but that's the thing where like we'll hear about a tour and submit, and they're like, "Oh, they're looking for a buy on." Like, well, you know. So basically, just kind of like you got to pay. The way the way it goes, usually you, somebody, whether it's like a rich parent or a label or whatever the fuck, pays X amount of dollars, and the band goes on the tour and doesn't make any money on the tour, and usually that money goes to you know paying for the headliners bus for the whole tour or their semi or whatever the fuck i i get it from a business point of view but man that's some whack bullshit especially the bands that buy on like you could fucking tell i'd like to think you could tell because i mean i could tell and i don't even think it's just because it's like you know like when i worked at the paramount or webster or emporium like oh, yeah, i had to you, load you, these guys gear and see like, that yeah all right so in closing uh i just want to make an announcement uh it's pretty pretty official the double feature with terrifier and um the strangers pray at night 
So September 14th, it's going to be Red River Podcast Horror Nerd Presents over at Cinema Art Center through Retro Picture Show. Mike Ciani is doing his thing, so me and him are going to do it. Um, and that's it. It's official. September 14th. Unfortunately, it's a little bit away, but we're all going to hang out except Langan. He's going to be at Bush Gardens, right? Yeah. One weekend I'm doing something. Happened <laughs> the <all>. one weekend. <laughs> on that one. But, I'm, like, uh, I'm like, I got 52 to choose from. Give me this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's booked. But it, I just wanted, I wanted to do something like this to have these two movies play on a big screen and it'll be cool and there's fucking popcorn and all that other shit you guys could drink fucking I think they sell beer there I don't know uh, special yeah. guests any surprise special guests I think Damien PJ4 Porch F4 yeah the Porch F4 are gonna be there the guy with the stump nice. um, the guy on the bike is definitely there <laughs> he should ride a bike on state like right on state we might have like to this. recreate the scene <laughs> completely. Kind of scene. So, I think he chopped off his hand by now. <laughs> he looks his, like that other guy yeah. now. <laughs> you could do like the closing scene in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He could ride across the screen. I would cut my whole arm off yeah. if that was me. You know. But seriously, like I was saying, uh, yes. September 14th, I think by the time this episode airs, uh, I think it'll be official because Mike just hit me up and he said Monday, Tuesday. Which means nothing to you if you're listening to us in the future. But also, um, you know, YouTube, we have the channel if you want to subscribe or yes. go to fucking iTunes and leave a review or whatever the fuck you do for podcasts. You know, like if you're friends with us and you're like, oh, these guys are fucking losers and they hang out fucking and talk stupid shit. But let me just take five seconds out of my life to fucking subscribe to something. It don't cost nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think people associate subscription with money. You know, like it's you don't have to leave a credit card to be billed later. You don't get a football phone though. (laughs) No football. All you got to do is just stick your finger and just hit subscribe and all that other shit. Click Um, like, click like, star. Yeah, it's almost like you don't have to listen to it, but if you do, that's cool. And you know, I think a lot of people kind of dug the last episode because it was like the three of us just talking fucking shit. That was nice to hear. So Good feedback. I think so. Yeah. Uh, every now and then, it's nice to just enter our own world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be validated. <laughs> um, that's it, right? Anything? Yeah, that's it, man. You're good, Rick. Thanks for being. Yeah. Uh, our, thanks, our, thanks for having me again. Another two time ramble on two timer guest. Recording. You joined the 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 club of Mike Malama. Uh, yeah, you're in Mike's club now. Maybe we'll have yes. like a like a steel cage match on like winner take all. I know. <laughs> I think Rick got that one. (laughs) We should do a duet. Nice. What what song would Mike come out to? R.E.M.? He would come out to Everybody Hurts, R.E.M. (laughs) Oof. The worst. He would. Shiny happy people. (laughs) (laughs) What would be your entrance song? Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Man, there's. I've had so many like, oh, that would be my song. Uh Clobbering time would probably nice. nice. That was what I when we wrestled in the backyard. That was my entrance theme. Yeah. Okay. Sick of it all. Clobbering time. That works. Awesome. Not not mouth for war, which I, I no man of war. No. Uh. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe to live is to die. I'd have mm. to cut out the intro. Though. Yeah, you need to cut out like a That'd lot. Be a long walk to the ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to do laps. <laughs> but you know, you get your cardio going for like nine minutes and forty eight yeah. seconds. <laughs> uh, Lang, what would your entrance be? <laughs> Me. Yeah, to like the podcast. Actually, you know what? Oh, if you had your own theme song, what would it be? Like you're you're walking through Holtzville or wherever the fuck you live. Oh, Jesus, I don't know, man. 
Hello Waits. Hello Waits. Hello Waits. Okay. The long intro. The long intro. Yeah, just the noise, not that even the song. <laughs> that's like that's in my head all the time. Parker, I know you thought about this. I honestly hadn't. Really? No. I oh, figured you'd be no. the only one with an answer. I've been waiting my whole life no. for someone to ask me this. I, I, I don't know. Maybe like sad but true I do because that fucking song always just fucking hit me hard. That's a good entrance theme. Uh, yeah. Is it? I, I was just thinking it's sad. Sad but I don't know. I what guess. Not with the Kid Rock version no, rapping the, over The it, fact though. that it has yeah. the pause and everything. Yeah. So like they could hit my pyro and shit. It, exactly. You know? You can hit the pyro right. with the pause. You see, these guys are wrestling uh, fans. They know. True. Like that makes another a game. <laughs> I, that's I know how to play that riff, and it's a lot of fun to play. So, dinner, 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 dinner. What I would still, you pick? I don't know. I, uh, nothing. Firestorm. <laughs> Firestorm. Firestorm. <laughs> it Firestorm. would be. It would. <laughs> Firestarter. The prodigy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would be Weezer. It would be no sweater song. It would be no effects. <laughs> no did, effects. You, did you see that Pavement? picture of uh, Wheezy? I posted uh, it. Did you post yeah, that? I that saved good. that onto my phone. Yeah. That's. Hey, did you see that picture that you posted? <laughs> well, Joe has posted it, and I. I oh yeah, fucking Joe! Man, has that that shit rules. I it loved is. Wheezy when I was a kid. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. She's the best. Uh, she she's probably dead, right? Really? Dead, I definitely. Probably. She'd been dead like twenty years. Probably <laughs> <laughs> been dead by the she's time so the blue dead. album came out. <laughs> no effects killed her. <laughs> yeah. What does Mike? What does Mike what does think about Wheezy? How much of this am I going to edit out? Probably the whole thing. So, all right, cool. That's it. Thanks. Yeah, see you.